Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? Do I have any freaking game? Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM, 104.1 Washington. We are on 1250, 930. We are live online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Man, we got a lot of goodies for you on Facebook and YouTube, including Mike Houston's press conference from Tuesday, interviews with Holt Naylor's, Miles Berry, Xavier Smith from out at uh, the ECU Athletics facilities from Tuesday, Michael Schwartz with a little pregame chatter before the Pirates take on Hampton. So all that is available for you and a whole lot more. Make sure you are subscribed to YouTube so you can get all of that when it drops. We've got the coordinators today, Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell, and you can find those videos on YouTube. Also, make sure you are following us on Facebook as well for all the latest news and notes going on in the Pirate Nation. We've been passing along a lot of stories today that we will get into here on the program we got mr beast news we've got a from the helm we will get to all that coming up on today's show also the voice jeff charles will join us coming up in about 30 minutes or so we'll get you ready for east carolina and hampton tonight we'll talk some ecu football senior day on the way that and more coming up with jeff charles later on in the program also michael perry will join us east carolina two games two huge deficits that they've had to overcome and we'll talk to coach perry uh, about that his thoughts on this team so far and uh, what he wants to see tonight from the pirates so that's coming up some basketball talk at four o'clock we'll talk hoops and football with patrick mason at 4 30 from the daily reflector we'll talk hoops and football with Stephen Igo at five o'clock so a lot of pirate hoops a lot of pirate football talk coming up on today's show Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here on a Wednesday. And I have received picks from CJ Schaefer. Uh, so we'll get to our week 12 top 10 and top 25 upset picks coming up in uh, a moment on today's program. But first, uh, and we want to hear from you as well. So uh, chime in on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. What is on your mind on this Wednesday? And we will uh, discuss that. A couple of, well, we do have a final on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Uh, East Carolina women go to 3-1 and one on the year. Wasn't easy, uh, but overtime was easy. Pirates outscored the Panthers of High Point 12-1 in overtime to pick up the 65-54 to 54 victory over high point today so east carolina now three and one on the season as uh they get by high point and uh it was education day so a lot of screaming kids out there at Menchie's coliseum seeing east carolina get the win over high point uh other news and notes john gilbert dropped uh, dropped off a from the helm today which you can read on ecupirates.com 
uh, talked about uh, football tickets for this weekend. Uh, he says, as of this morning, we have sold a little over 40,000 tickets for senior day. Would love to see that number increase as we hit the middle of the week. Uh, so get out there and support the team on senior day. Get there early. We'll have a full schedule of events for you coming up on Thursday at 3 o'clock when Justin Bayer from ECU Marketing will join Troy D and I. So we'll tell you uh, what the schedule, what time you need to be in your seats for the senior day presentation and everything else going on at Dottie Ficklin Stadium on Saturday. But John Gilbert says uh, over 40K at this moment and uh, hoping that uh, even more seats are sold, more tickets are sold, more seats are filled coming up on Sunday. Um, John Gilbert also talked about the student engagement and that's something that mike schwartz i saw him tweet out earlier today he's trying to be pretty active on social media trying to get these students to games i was not there last tuesday i was there on saturday and once again a very solid lower bowl uh with ecu students on saturday so that is awesome to see hopefully they keep on showing up hopefully uh, they show up tonight and we'll have a pretty good crowd seven o'clock mingy's coliseum as east carolina takes on hampton uh one thing that we talked about quite a bit last week and it's not the first time it's been brought up but it was uh the first game last tuesday so folks uh, if they didn't go watch it on espn plus and despite the solid atmosphere in mingy's it looks kind of drab and dead on television um with the way the the seating configuration is Uh, So here's John Gilbert in his own words. Uh, He has certainly heard the discussion, uh, whether it be on this show or emails or people talking to him or hoist the colors or wherever. Uh, He said, I want to address the student seating in Menchie's Coliseum. Hope to clear up any confusion. Currently, we have students opposite both team benches. We do this for a variety of reasons. Per conference policy, we must reserve a certain number of tickets behind the opponent's bench for visiting family and we do the same for our basketball staff and player families one of the areas we are focused on in the pirates unite campaign is renovations to mingy's which will include chair back seating on one side he said during our discussions we are looking at building the chair back seats on the side where the students currently sit and move the student section to the opposite side he said another key element being discussed is moving both benches to the other side of the court which is what we all kind of came up with last week. Let's just kind of flip everything, get all the students on the other side. So that shows up on television. Uh, He says these are all conceptual decisions that we are currently discussing as we strive to make the fan experience more enjoyable. Uh, So that is from John Gilbert, East Carolina Athletics Director. So it doesn't sound like that's going to change soon, but uh, it's being discussed. And again, if you've got student and i've seen a lot of people say well the students leave early and it's going to end up backfiring because people will tune in and see our our students leaving or well i mean it doesn't look good now if you've got people there cheering and standing and you know having fun at the game you you want them on television it's a good presentation to have for fans that might want to show up to mingy's or more importantly for recruits that are watching the game on television you want it to look like a fun rowdy environment that's what kids want to play in that's what that's what i'll i want to go to games where it's like that so uh that that can be changed and fixed and uh good to know that john gilbert and the folks there are discussing it and talking about it and uh 
hey chair bags on one side in the lower bowl that sounds pretty cool too uh let's welcome in chandler honeycutt to the show what are you doing over there chandler a little bit of everything would you say a little this and a little and that? a little bit of that okay yeah uh-huh. just closing up my sales day did a little late many hats huh yep wearing a lot of hats over there yep even though i'm not wearing one at all that's the ironic part of it yep isn't it ironic who sang that song isn't it ironic yeah i know the answer i know you know it shirley madonna <laughs> nah I took a interesting guess. guess it is a female it is alanis morissette I don't even know who that is. Oh, that hurts. Surely, <clears throat> I'm sorry. You I, have to realize. He's young. My age. You got to give him a break. It's fine. I can't. I can't even. <clears throat> What's I, her name again? Alanis Morissette. Don't don't rub it in like that. You ought to know. You ought to know. Is that a song? Whoa! Is that a, is that a, yeah, but it don't go like that. Uh, <laughs> you ought to know. I, <laughs> I was trying to. I got out one hand in my pocket, and the other is about to give your face a high five. Also, a song. Okay, it's uh, a lot of references. <clears throat> a lot of references that Young Chan Man is not. Uh, she was also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, on you can't do that on television. Oh, that's correct. On Nickelodeon back in the day. Good call, mm-hmm. Shirley. She is Canadian. Jack Dover says the students were on the other side of the court for the women's game. I didn't watch today, so didn't see that. But I didn't either. Thank you for the uh, the input. Uh, Chad says, <laughs> Adam says, not a music guy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a 90s music guy. I mean, I know some music what do you know not just that music that music that y'all's music what do you know y'all's people's music chandler you probably know more old music than new music like you're a big like beach music kind of guy right yes beach music guy i'm a beach music guy okay i'm a a shag guy he's a beach music guy uh alex says gotta admit i'm like chandler never heard of her either are you kidding me thank you alex thank you now alex is older than you he's not an old man by any means but as people listening do y'all not know who alanis morissette is i mean very popular in the early to mid 90s i guess most popular for the song you ought to know which is very has some uh, adult language in it and then reportedly um, written um, about yeah Dave amazingly Coulier. it comes out that the person she's talking about in that song is uncle joey yes from full house i mean we're just are you taking notes chandler we're dropping now, a lot of knowledge on you is. you know who uncle joey is oh full house cut it yeah. out cut <laughs> it out so alanis morissette apparently had a bad relationship with uh uncle joey and wrote a hit song a number one single about it wow and uh so there you go <laughs> all right um chandler you're a young guy i'm a sports guy and a young guy sports guy young guy tell me and other old people who is mr beast mr beast well for let's start here youtube is a app hold on now what is an app oh god 
that's a hard description of what an app is. Because when I think apps, I think potato skins, uh, maybe nachos. Blooming onion. Spring rolls. A blooming onion. <laughs> a blooming onion. A blooming onion with that sauce in the with middle. The sauce in the middle. The sauce. Crikey. Crikey. Look at that sauce. So Mr. Beast is a he, chef. He makes apps. No, he's a YouTuber. Okay. Where on YouTube, he creates a lot of content. He's a content creator. Um, kind of his audience, I would say about 70% of his audience, probably more. This is a terrible, inaccurate um, stat. <laughs> You're but, doing great. Keep but going. Like seven, I would say 75%, 80% is kids. Mm-hmm. It's more of the younger crowd. But he ha- he does a lot of crazy content on YouTube. It's and he's been so successful, uh, so successful that he is the number one YouTuber in the world. He has over a hundred eleven million subscribers. Number one in the freaking world. So you know how we always just, say uh, just surpassed PewDiePie, who is also a very popular youtuber among kids this is so, like us talking about alanis more said to chandler when you say pewdiepie to me yeah pewdiepie 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 so p-e-w-d-i-e-p-i-e pewdiepie you know how we ask the people to subscribe to smash the sub for us yeah well, and we got creates- over two thousand uh subscribers so we're doing great yeah right? we're, so getting, we're catching up he can't have much more than that but well, he has 111 million subscribers. Hey, Beast, how about pass us a few? Hey, of those? how about you share some subs? Hey, man, we're hungry. Sharing, share a, share sharing, a sub. Sharing means caring. So he has created all this content, and the content that he creates is very unique and very. I don't know. It's just very weird and strange because, like, he might have somebody sit in a circle in the middle of like a field for like 24 hours or something like that you can look him up on youtube so he tortures people and laughs at their misery and then but he also gives people like ten thousand dollars if they do it okay. or like you know he gives them a bunch of money a house he, he's giving people a house i saw one the other day where three of the guys in his video ordered a pizza the first person to have their delivery driver show up can give the delivery driver ten thousand dollars so that's just some sort of, you know, creative content, you know, an example there. But basically, and he's local. He's from right here in Greenville. If I'm not mistaken, I think he went to D.H. Conley. Um, but he has, grown, he has grown his brand, his following, his subscriptions, and uh, that's Mr. Beast. Um, I would say he's the face of YouTube. We're going to have to maybe hit all that again josh says youtube was a website first he wants to point that out okay so youtube was a website mike p says whoa whoa slow down chandler what's an internet okay so (laughs) an internet can you see the internet no wait can but you can get on it you can get on the internet but you have to have internet to get on the internet what's the difference between the internet and the world wide web internet is the anyway. access yeah. to get on the World Wide Web. East Carolina and Mr. Beast are announcing an exclusive partnership aimed at developing a credentialing credentialing program to help solve the creator industry's growing demand for a skilled workforce pipeline. 
Huh. Um, you can watch an interview with Mr. Beast and Chancellor Rogers, and maybe they will explain what this is all about. All I know is it's good news for East Carolina to be hooked up with Mr. Beast. How and why and where it goes from here, couldn't tell you. But maybe Chandler can. Chandler. I think it's just a partnership. He's done a lot of different partnerships throughout the world, but I think he's finally kind of you know connecting to his community here with you know getting into the classrooms of East Carolina and helping because a lot of young people maybe around my age or younger that are in uh, that are in college right now or about to go into college have that mindset of becoming a YouTube creator because if you can succeed doing so and get sponsorships, you can make a lot of money. So I think he's just creating this class where people can go in and learn right away because he said that I saw in the interview with uh, Dr. Rogers that his editor had to go through years of training where you can go ahead and get a head start, get into the courses that you need to learn how to, in order to be successful like him. And he's doing it through a partnership with the college that is in his hometown, East Carolina University. Sure, sure. Oh, that's great. Chad says, is that is the internet where you put the stuff on the line? Yeah. Okay. All right. He, yes. Just making sure You're we're right. all clear. Uh, we do have people fact-checking you, Chandler. Uh, both Chad and Tim says, fact-check, Chandler. He went to Greenville Christian Academy. Excuse me. Sorry. That's all right. Played baseball there. He's a he, former baseball player. Uh, Adam says, Mr. Beast plus ECU equals dollar signs. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Mm-hmm. Mike says, uh, the first thing they should show in Content Creation 101 is Lil Scary's diss track to <laughs> Isaiah Winstead. <laughs> All right, kids. Now, this is Welcome called to the first day of class. Content Creation. Uh, let's take roll. All right. And uh, Sally. You ain't Moss. <laughs> I'm, I'm the, the boss. Don't make me acapella that mess, man. Uh, Alex says, hopefully this will help us win more football, basketball, and baseball games eventually. So Alex is uh, on the athletic side of things. I don't know. It's all trickle down, right? Things are going well on that side. It's Maybe just a it... big old tree. You know how a tree has roots and it, the, the roots go Hold everywhere? Hold on now. Let's explain this to me. Where are the roots? Because I, I don't see at, any roots. The roots are at the bottom. See, that's the thing everything's behind the scenes it's underneath the surface so everything that makes that tree big and beautiful Hmm. is underneath the surface it's behind the scenes doing the uh, maybe the success that happens down the road is all a trickle from the roots from it's happening behind the scenes we can't see it can't see it where all the work is coming from can't see it you can't see the graphic you know you can't see us make these graphics on our broadcast Hmm. you can't see the people like justin bear at ecu make the graphics for an awesome game day experience at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. It's because he doesn't do that. Oh, well, you know, exactly. <laughs> My point point taken. Um, so everything's behind the scenes. Everything, everybody enjoys. Are you trying whole- to say right now that you're more important than I am? No. I don't know where you got that from. Well, I'm in front of this stupid camera here. You're, you're talking. Look, you're behind the scenes. You're my roots. I, look, I, I make the platform for you. You made this platform? Boy, no. how much are you worth? Look, I made this platform, and I'm allowing you to get on that platform and display your talents. And boy, do you have talent. <laughs> I mean, boy. 
Boy, boy, howdy. Boy, boy. The Chad, only thing you have to do is get on this stage and perform, and by golly, you're doing it right now. Chad uh, is confused, and so am I. So the Roots are the a band. Uh, they're Jimmy Fallon's band, right? That's what we're talking about? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> okay. that, that is a fact. They are the Roots. Um, you are a music guy. Yes, and I love the Roots. All right. Um, John says, what does he actually produce? I'm assuming he's talking about mr beast it's called content well originally it was uh him playing uh video games you know that's a kind of a popular thing these days where kids watch other people play video games with commentary it's crazy kids and uh i know that he does a lot of that and then it kind of sprung into different challenges and uh he did like a squid game thing recently right yeah he did a squid game i gotta be thing. honest i don't think i've ever watched a mr beast video well you need i've to. watched several you um, need to okay and uh he is known for his uh philanthropy uh giving he away back. he's he gives back to the community he gives away cars for, for uh, philandering a, and no. i'm glad you didn't uh he did a video once where he and his uh uh, content staff actually portrayed themselves as car salesmen and uh gave away cars free um cars. free cars um and so there were you know just different types of things like that and his main goal and he's always said from day one is he wanted to make money uh to com- uh to continue to make these types of videos he wants to give his money away he, he doesn't keep it for profit he actually is continuing to build things and i do know that he is uh he has uh several different sites that he is building things on uh there's one that's just outside of farmville that he's working on uh so there's uh, of course he uh just launched the mr beast chocolate bars which you can purchase um as a matter of fact i have two of those chocolate bars in my refrigerator as we speak so um they won't last long because they are pretty good so they're uh but they're made by with just simple materials nothing fancy no no additives that type of thing so um but he's very well known and he makes a ton of money off of these videos that's really what it boils down to he makes a lot of money off those videos when i was in school there was a empty in one of these shopping centers there was an empty space and he opened up a legit dollar store and everything in that store was a dollar so he had like xboxes um like microwaves and all kinds of different stuff that's definitely way more than a dollar and you literally just and by word of mouth i mean people were lined up outside uh the store and everything it was done once everything was gone about like bees barbecue i mean once it's done it's closed and good analogy yeah and so that's just another example of some of the creative content he's made uh david uh, has a good question he says can you eat content everyone can't be an influencers you can eat content all right answered his question uh mike says how does mr beast help ecu basketball get to an ncaa tournament bid huh donate some money for facilities which turns into better recruits what kind of facility a new arena Ooh, now we're talking a new arena let's start with that all right 
maybe an off-campus arena can we keep section 213 intact can we just take can we make two, when they demolish Minji's? can we just say don't touch section 213 it's like a historical site you yes. can't touch that you got to keep it as is yes and put it in a beautiful new arena yes or at least keep our seats that'd be pretty cool uh for the first time the big three will be there tonight oh man me you and my dad let's go baby <laughs> the big three hadn't been there together all year you think robert pronti made the trip to watch his basketball pirates i'm he positive too- he did chandler or is he too busy preparing his football pirates? Nah, not at all. All right, uh, tell you what, before we get a break, let's... Um, what a segment this has been. This is uh it's been informative. It's been. Engaging, and quite frankly, probably one of the best segments I've ever been a part of. Well, I'm so glad that you think that, and I'm so glad that you were a part of it. And I'm so glad I was able to inform the people who mr beast was thank you i thought i did a pretty darn good job of that you did all right so top 10 top 25 picks for the week this is the first time i'm looking at it i do have cj's picks in huh all right so last week chandler do you remember what happened you went head to head against me you took washington somehow some way to beat oregon mm-hmm. on the road mm-hmm. it happened yeah uh-huh you went against the grain everybody's talking about well tcu time is done yeah yeah the clock has struck midnight yep turned into a pumpkin chandler said nah they ain't done horn frogs all the way to knock off texas straight up ribbit ribbit and you got them both. You went two and zero. Oh, I went zero oh and two. CJ went one and one. So records. I, go ahead. I just was going to say I cannot let you go on the show and make the picks that you made without me saying I've got to do something about that. <laughs> I've got to show this man that I am the sports guy. I've got to show this man you did. that I know my stuff. Like I did earlier in the year when everybody was laughing that I took Tennessee over Alabama. We can stop talking about that now. I mean, look, you made two great picks last week. Hey, I could talk about the bad picks I made. I I, I had Tennessee beating Georgia. Why would on the you road do that right now? Because you know why? You need to stop talking and just let me talk. So on the year, I am thirteen and nine. CJ's thirteen and nine. Chandler, the sports guy, is twelve and ten. Now, top 10, top 25 teams that are going to lose this week. CJ has sent me a popular pick for me all year long, USC losing. It happened once. CJ says it's about to happen again. He is taking, what time is this game? 8 o'clock on Fox. All right, we'll be wrapped up with the uh, fifth quarter. Be able to go home and watch it. Will anybody be at this game? UCLA hosting USC. CJ says USC is going down. Last week we saw Oregon bow out of the college football playoff race with the loss. He says this week another Pac-12 team is going to bow out, that being the Trojans of USC. Uh, Is NC State still ranked? Jeez Louise. CJ is taking Louisville 
to knock off number 24 nc state pretty smart dang it i just messed up uh chandler are you ready with your picks i am ready with my top 10 pick it's not an upset one of the very few times this year that i did not bring the boys out and put them on the table i'm gonna keep them in this time i'm gonna stay in the pac 12 quack quack oregon at home against utah oregon number 12 utah number 10 the ducks are three-point favorites the over under in this game Vegas has them scoring a lot of points. 63 is the total in that game. I'm going with the Ducks over the Utes. One of those situations where does a team who just had their hopes and dreams smashed, do they respond, bounce back, or do they pack it in? And I'm going to lean with you and say they respond and bounce back, and I, too, am taking Oregon to beat Utah. Who's your top 25? I am going to go, hmm, man. You know how... I know Hugh. Oh, well, I know Hugh. Hugh damn right. But I love to sing Rocky Top. (laughs) And one of the reasons why I chose Tennessee early in the year is because I love to sing that song. But I also love to sing this song. Country Roads, Take Me Home, To The Place, I Belong. Was it the Germans singing that in the uh, stadium? The yes. NFL, yeah. No, they sing in Sweet Caroline. I oh, swear no, they were singing it was Country, country Roads. They, too. they sang Country Roads and they sang Sweet Caroline. Yeah. But I'm going to go, and this is probably stupid, but I don't care. Once again, there's no wager on this, but I do like West Virginia at home. Kansas State's a seven and a half point favorite. Who's their coach? Brown, Neil Brown. Is he still their coach? Well, the AD got fired. Is Neil Brown, former Troy head coach, West Virginia's coach still? If so, I'm taking the West Virginia. For some reason, I like Neil Brown. And I think I just like that I knew who his name was. Uh, it says, with Shane Lyons out, is Neil Brown's fate already sealed at West Virginia? Well, he's still there right now. He's still there right so. now, and he's going to pull a Ron Rivera. Hot seat's hot, but he is also. He's going to take down... Uh, Kansas State at home. All right, I will take Oklahoma to win Bedlam against Oklahoma State, uh, 7.30 on ABC. I'll take Oklahoma at home to knock off number 22, Oklahoma State. Shirley, you're our music expert. I There is a conspiracy theory, uh, reports floating, whispers, rumors, that in the song Country Roads, John Denver is actually talking about the western part of Virginia instead of the state of West Virginia. Is this fact or fiction? No, I'm not I haven't looked this up. I wanted to ask you first, maybe ask some people tuned in right now. We could ask Mike Mullis. Is John Denver, when he says West Virginia, talking about the western part of the Commonwealth state? Or is he referring to the state of West Virginia like we all assume? Anybody? Molly, uh, I come thought on. Molly had a uh, we answer. Well, uh, we're doing a show. I thought. <laughs> I thought he said yes, but apparently he John loves Denver. Shirley's sweatshirt. Uh, song. Country roads. Country roads. Is he talking about when he says West Virginia? Is he talking about the state or the western part of Virginia? <clears throat> Here he comes, folks. So, based off landmarks, 
This is why people are, yeah. Yeah. Based off landmarks, it certainly sounds like the western part of Virginia. Uh-huh. Shenandoah, what was he saying? Shenandoah Valley. Yeah. Uh, Shenandoah River, maybe it was. Anyway, yeah, it, that's that's the way it comes across. Now, Shenandoah. I do think it doesn't work as well in the song to to go western part of Virginia. I think it makes more sense to go west Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah. So, like East Carolina. Okay. So, I, I but I, I do wonder why this has become such a uh, hot topic lately. It is on fire. It's all anybody's talking about. All right, what movie was uh, this song in that it was really weirdly placed? Country Roads. Uh, It was during a fight scene. Huh. Hmm. Can I get an actor? Um, You know, I was was literally struggling with that. Uh, I can't read young guy. uh, That doesn't help. Uh, I know I cannot give you an actor. I apologize. Um, it's not Leonardo DiCaprio. No, no, Give he's us not movie. young anymore, buddy. What you got? Uh, the Kingsman. Ah, uh, yes, I do remember. Never that. seen it. Yeah, have you not seen The Kingsman? Highly recommend it. Okay. Very, very good. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a little violent, but a fight scene with uh, Country Road, Take Me Home in the background, and these are all British dudes fighting. In suits. In suits. It's pretty sporty. Huh. All right, I'll check it and out. I'm a big fan of like weirdly placed music in movies that right. like a night's tale is one of my favorites and it's got all the uh like classic rock with the mid- medieval time kind of deal you like that i do like you that. like that you like that kirk cousins three straight days talking to molly what hey man, a I, week I, I, I feel so privileged i am on a heater right now right. tyler says fact western part of virginia all right i think we're uh we're starting to clear this up molly tyler we're all uh kind of on board uh redbeard says it is fact none of the places he sings about is in west virginia this is like when um brandon walker um on his show always talks about is it tennessee no is it alabama that sings dixieland delight yes it's alabama roll tide but that's the song about that's the song about tennessee on down the back with tennessee so he gets on them now the band is called alabama so they do have a claim there but uh just interesting that west virginia has made it their song and it's not even about that state we're learning you a lot today folks you going to learn today. Redbeard says, uh, did I mention that? It is fact. None of the places he sings about is in West Virginia. All right. So there you go, folks. There is your trivia nugget for today, Charlotte. You learn Ray. something new every day. Every single day. When what you a segment. In there. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. The voice Jeff Charles will join us. We'll talk hoops. We'll talk football and more. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Back after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Drive a little and save a lot at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. They have a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles, plus they offer service to all makes and models at a state-of-the-art facility. You can drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington, or you can go online at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. You got some guests to get to today, including Michael Perry coming up at 4 o'clock talking pirate hoops. Patrick Mason at 4.30. Stephen Igo at 5 o'clock. Also got a lot of audio to get to, which we will at some point. And I think I just thought of a an idea for trivia tonight, and I want to run it to run it by you guys and maybe play a, uh, an exhibition game of it. So we'll do that at some point, too. Sounds good. All right. Uh, but right now, we'll head out to the Pit Electric Live line and visit with the voice, Jeff Charles, who joins us here on this wednesday jeff how you doing today clip i'm doing great hope you are this is a very busy time of the year as we all know when basketball and football overlap and getting ready for the hampton basketball game tonight just finished up my preparation for that and about halfway through my preparation for the houston football game on saturday and even working on the indiana state ecu basketball game (laughs) on monday in florida so we got a lot going on these days yeah crossover season for all the announcers out there, uh, Jeff Charles, a busy man. And, uh, man, Jeff, you've been calling some some dramatic games, uh, both in football and basketball. Let's start with hoops since the Pirates are in action tonight, 7 o'clock in Menji's Coliseum. And you watch NBA games, Jeff, and, and a 25-point lead is, is not safe on any night. It seems like there's just runs uh, that go on both ways. And, and same thing with the college game, but... Uh, it has been very dramatic for East Carolina. These first two games, they get down by 16 to Mercer, come back and win that one. 19 points down uh, the other day to Presbyterian and come back and win by 20. I don't know if I've ever seen a 39, 40 point swing like that in Menji's, Jeff, but it has been, that's been the script for Mike Schwartz. He doesn't want it to be that way, but that's how it's been these first two games. Yeah, it really has. Thank goodness the Pirates. Have won both games because it didn't look very good in the first half. But give the guys credit. They played some great defense in both of those games in the second half, and it got them back into the game, and they started making some shots. It was, I think, a really good sign to see R.J. Felton knock down four threes, clip in the game against Presbyterian College. That was a part of his game that he needed to work on this summer, and he certainly uh, stroked it against uh, P.C. So let's see if he can continue to do that. And, you know, we're just learning these guys. We're just learning about almost all of them, with the exception of the few holdovers from Coach Dooley's team of last year. So the roles still haven't been defined. I don't think Coach Schwartz is still close to a real rotation yet. As you can see, he's playing 12 and 13 guys, so he's given players an opportunity to get out there on the floor and show what they can do. So this will be another opportunity to do that against Hampton coming up tonight at 7 o'clock. You know, Hampton said a really good program. They've been to the NCAA tournament three times in the last 11 years, and they have the same coach. Buck Joyner's been up there now for 13 years. He's had some really good teams. So this is another good team coming in here this evening. And as I talked with Coach Schwartz the other day, 
everybody that you play these days are just so many good basketball players out there, Clip. Everybody's got good players. And PC had some really good players. Mercer had some really good players. So you've got to be ready to go every time you play. And Hanson will have some very good players as well tonight. So Pirates will have to be ready if they're going to win their third game in a row to start the season. Jeff, uh, when the starting lineups were introduced on Saturday and then the, the lights come on and I'm looking at the bench and I'm saying, where's uh, Brandon Johnson? I guess he was out sick uh, over the weekend. Hopefully he can go tonight. Uh, that was a, a big loss for the Pirates and they got down by so many points, were able to come back. But do you think we see uh, Brandon Johnson tonight for East Carolina? Uh, I would guess so, Cliff. I've not talked with uh, Coach Schwartz. I will see him a couple hours before the game and get the lowdown on that. But uh, that was my understanding. He had a little bit of a flu bug. So hopefully Brandon will be back. And we all know he can mean a lot to this team. He got his feet wet last year and had the very big game against Mercer to start the season. And then, of course, uh, R.J. Felton was around here last year. And, you know, he played some. In fact, he started four of the last five games last year and played quite a bit toward the tail end of the season. And then Javon Small, who you know, really didn't hardly play at all. He he hardly got on the floor last year. And when Javon did get in, he got in in some tough situations. But, you know, he just looks like a totally different player this year. It's like, who is this guy as compared to what he was last year? So really encouraged with the way Javon has been playing as well. So got to mix those guys in with the newcomers and see what the Pirates can do this year. And when Javon Small went out in the first half with uh, some foul trouble on Saturday, Caleb account comes in at guard and it, it was tough to get anything going there in the first half early in that game against Presbyterian but Caleb account really kept East Carolina in the game provided a little spark made some free throws finally broke the three-point uh, seal that was on the basket uh, for East Carolina got him going there so what a spark plug he has been Jeff and we were wondering you know is this guy with his, his size and you know inexperience going to get some playing time going to be part of the rotation for East Carolina well he was he was one of the most important players if not the most on saturday to keep the pirates in the game and man he is just uh he's so fun to watch out there yeah he really is thank goodness the pirates had him in the first half because he was the spark he was the offense in the first half and the little guy can stroke it pretty well he's four of eight from three here to start the season and i think maybe sneaking up on some people and he'll become a marked man as the season goes on and people learn a little bit more about him but you know how it is in, in our society, Clip. Everybody pulls for the little guy. They pull for the underdog. And I think as this season goes on, Caleb LeCount will really be a fan favorite at Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum. And he's a good basketball player. And Pirates are really happy to have him all the way from Los Angeles to Greenville, North Carolina. A uh, long way to go for him to play his college basketball. But this is a kid that averaged 33 points a game in high school last year. He had a high school game last year, Clip. He scored 59 points in. So that's pretty incredible. And to think that on a good day, he's 5'8". I'd say he's more like about 5'6". But uh, those guys, as we all know, can be effective in today's game. And he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Check him out tonight, 7 o'clock, Minji's Coliseum. One more basketball question, Jeff. Just your your thoughts so far on uh, Mike Schwartz through two games. I love watching him. 
uh there on the sidelines kind of crouched down he is into the game they talked about how he was beating on the scores table uh in game number one and uh he, he gives super aggressive high fives when guys are coming off the court so you want to talk about energetic into the game he is his assistants are uh the string coach is is the hype man on the bench and uh, i talked about that with Cy yesterday they have a very active bench staying in the game getting guys uh hyped up so uh but what do you think about coach schwartz here through uh two games jeff just his demeanor and also uh being able to, to talk to him before and after every game well he's pretty much as advertised there's not been really any secrets with him clip i thought he would bring tremendous energy and enthusiasm to the program which he has and emphasize defense which he has i don't think defensively they've really played as well uh for two games that he'd like to see i think they've done it in spurts but he came in here with that reputation as a defensive coach and a guy who is a fired-up kind of guy, and you just know that he is going to give it 110% every day he is here and burn the candle at both ends, which you have to do as a college coach anymore, and especially at a place like East Carolina. He said something the other day on the postgame show that really got my attention clip. He told me that he told his players he said, guys, when you look across at the other guy that you're going up against, most nights that guy is going to be as good or better than what you are. So you better be ready to strap it up and play with just incredible intensity on every play when you're out there. And I thought that was not only, number one, really good advice, but I think it's really the case with East Carolina basketball. And the guys are going to have to play with that kind of intensity especially when they get in the conference. And these, these non-conference games are, are difficult as well. So if he gets that message across, kind of like what Coach Houston has done with ECU football and bringing that mentality that you have to be the tougher team out there every time you play. And as we've seen, uh, Coach Houston's been able to do that with football. And maybe now the seeds are being uh, put down for basketball with Mike Schwartz to kind of get that kind of attitude with the basketball program here. Jeff Charles will be on the call tonight. East Carolina and Hampton, 7 o'clock. Menchie's Coliseum Pirates looking to get to 3-0 on the year. Kim McNeil's Pirates go to 3-1 on the year after a win earlier today in overtime against High Point. Pirates dominated the overtime 12-1 to win at 65-54. So, uh, Kim McNeil's Pirates now 3-1 on this young season. Jeff Charles will be on the call coming up on Saturday as well. Senior day for these Pirates, Jeff, as they try to uh, bounce back from their tough loss to Cincinnati when they take on the Houston Cougars this weekend. And senior day, uh, always special for these players, especially with this class, Jeff, when you got Holt Naylor's and Xavier Smith, Miles Berry, guys that have been around so long, played so many games, and and also you know, we're here when the times were not great and have turned this thing around and, uh, and something they can be really proud of once they leave here, that they left it better than they found it. And uh, going to be a special day coming up on Saturday. Yeah, no doubt about it, Clip. And uh, for all the reasons that you just mentioned, and yesterday in the press conference, Coach Houston really got choked up when he started to talk about Holt Naylor's. I didn't know if he was going to recover or not, but but he did. But Holt is very special to Mike Houston and certainly very special to the program, the university, and the entire city of Greenville. So it's bittersweet that he'll be playing his final game at Dowdy-Ficklin Stadium, Bagwell Field, coming up on Saturday at 2 o'clock. But we can look back and, and just see how Holton has matured and grown. It's amazing when I think of the interviews that I did with Holton when he was a freshman, and now when you sit down with him 
as a, a guy who's been here all of these years and how he has matured. And he's just uh, one of the classiest, best young men in any sport that has ever come through ECU. And I had a nice interview with him yesterday, and we talked about the criticism and the pressure that he has been under since he has been here. And, you know, Cliff, for a young young guy, college student, uh, it's incredible to me how he has handled the pressure and how he has handled the criticism that has come his way. I know when I was his age, I could have never done it nearly as well as what Holton has done it, and uh, I just have tremendous respect for Holton Naylor's and what he's done here for this program, and let's hope he can go out a winner on Saturday. No doubt. Jeff Charles joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live Football Basketball Crossover Season. Something for everybody. You got Max and Jeff uh, under the lights on Tuesday and Wednesday night. Had some uh, Last night was a great night of college basketball. Seeing upsets too, Jeff, and I don't even know how if you can consider them upsets, but um, a lot of little guys uh, beating the big guys. In fact, I saw this, Jeff. I was unaware this was going on but the Pac-12 and the SWAC uh, scheduled three games where Pac-12 teams would go and play on the road uh, against SWAC opponents, and the SWAC went 3-0 and against the League of Champions, the Conference of Champions. Texas Southern beat Arizona State by one, Grambling beat Colorado, and Prairie View A&M beat Washington State last night 70-59. to So how about that? The SWAC sweeping the Pac-12 and... Uh, some of these schools, some of these conferences just want a chance, and you kind of see what happens when they get a chance. Well, the swag is certainly on everybody's minds now because of Coach Prime and Deion Sanders and what he has done at Jackson State. It's been remarkable what he's done with that program, and they've been ranked you know, in the top ten in FCS uh, most of the year, having just a terrific, terrific year, and he's brought so much exposure to that league. We've always had, as we know, great athletes, but... They've never been able to get a whole lot of exposure, and now they're a little bit more on the radar. So what he's done in football, you mentioned basketball, of course, Clip, but what he's done in football is I think maybe carried over to basketball and, and given that league a lot more credibility. And uh, it all starts with winning games, and when you get that opportunity, you have to go out and you have to win games, and that's what the SWAC did last night. So congratulations to them and to their programs. Uh, the Pirates have played SWAC teams down through the years, I remember when Grambling came in here just a, a few years ago and played against the Pirates. And so, you know, we've seen those teams. And we know how good that they can be on a good, given year. And the football in that league, uh, especially this year, is is really good. And, you know, at the FCS level, Jackson State can line up and they can play against anybody. So they're, um, they're making some strides, and that's good. They've got a national television contract now, which is good for the league and good for their schools. So... You know, congratulations to the SWAC today. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, uh, how about score one for the old guys here? Saw this, might incorporate this somehow into sports trivia at AJ's tonight. Uh, but Buck Showalter, who seems to have a pretty high approval rating, even though he's the manager now in New York. I'm, I'm still a fan, always been a fan of Buck Showalter. Seemed like the players really like him as well. He is now, he, he was named manager of the year. He has won manager of the year in four decades and uh, has now won with four different teams, the Yankees, the Rangers, the O's back in 2014, and now with the Mets. So that's uh, that's pretty incredible when you, you calculate those numbers and what Buck's been able to do. Yeah, it's really incredible. And when you think about it, as you mentioned, uh, Cliff, with four different teams, and then 
Terry Francona, or Tito, as he is known, that's what his dad's name was, and that name is carried over to the present day, Terry Francona, winning it in the American League, which I like Terry Francona. I think he did a great job. I don't know if the Indians, or rather the Guardians, were thought to be the team that would come out of the American League uh, Central this year and and do well and uh, get into the playoffs, but you know, I just got a sentimental part in my heart for Dusty Baker and what he did uh, with Houston and uh, winning his first World Series. I was a little bit surprised with the uh, with the winner in the managerial race there, but I thought Dusty deserved it. But Francona is a good choice too. So yeah, this is what they call award week in Major League Baseball, Cliff. <laughs> you know, and so many uh, so many awards being passed out. Rookie of the Year yesterday and. MVPs and Cy Young Award winners uh, all being passed out. So it's a, a good thing for Major League Baseball to keep uh, keep some pub going for them as we're right in the heart of football season and then, of course, with basketball starting. Jeff, uh, we'll let you go so you can get ready for tonight's action. We'll see you at Minji's Coliseum, East Carolina, taking on Hampton. And, of course, Jeff Charles will be on the call this Saturday at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium as well. We'll hear from Jeff at noon on Friday on the UBE Pirate Preview, and uh, we'll welcome in the voice on Saturday here in hour number one, 10 o'clock, on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. So, Jeff, your calendar's pretty packed, so uh, <laughs> we'll let you get some rest if you ever can, but uh, you're, you're a busy man this time of year. Yeah, I'm a really busy clip, and uh, you mentioned uh, all of those events coming up, and then uh, the Pirates will leave Sunday at 12 noon, to head to Fort Myers. So that is a charter flight out of Greenville at 12 on Sunday. Uh, get down there mid-afternoon on Sunday. And then three games next week in the Gulf Coast Showcase. The Pirates, again, will play Indiana State Monday at 1.30. And by the way, Cliff, that is a really good Indiana State team. I know they're picked you know, mid, midpoint of the uh, Missouri Valley Conference in the preseason, but they've gotten off to a really good start. They're 2-0. They've got a lot of good players coming back, especially at the guard spot. So that's going to be a, a tough matchup. And then the Pirates are going to play on Tuesday and also on Wednesday. And then the Charter will come back uh, Wednesday after the game. We'll get back in Greenville Wednesday night, have Thanksgiving on Thursday, and then get back on the airplane on Friday and head to Temple and Philadelphia to take on the, the Owls in the last regular season game of the year. And then after that, about uh, – 7, 8 o'clock, we get back home to Greenville, then I can catch my breath just a bit. There you go. Jeff, thanks for joining us. We'll see you Friday over at UBE and Saturday right here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Okay, sounds great. Thanks, Cliff. Always enjoy it. Same here, Jeff. Jeff Charles joining us here on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Let's take a break. Come back. We'll wrap up Hour 1, get you ready for Hour 2. Michael Perry, Patrick Mason joining us on the program in Hour 2 of today's show. We will take a break, come back, have more for you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is A.J. McMurphy's. A.J.'s has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock on Wednesday nights. 
AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, so on a normal Wednesday night, we'll go 8 to 9.45-ish on uh, trivia, but it's basketball night in Greenville, North Carolina, and a lot of my regulars like to attend the games and work the games. Uh, and I myself like to go. So tonight we will uh, let you head over to Minji's and watch ECU basketball, and we'll start trivia around 9.15 or so. Uh, if the game is a blowout, uh, I'll head on over to AJ's early, but if it's a close one, I'll be there till the end. So we'll go about 9.15 to say 10.15, 10.30 tonight. Have a fun time at AJ's little post-game, hopeful celebration after a Pirate victory over hampton and speaking of which we got another break to take but real quick uh idea for tonight chandler and i don't know it, it, you might not be there you might get there a little late and be there for the end yes we'll see how it we'll, goes we'll have to see you're working the post game another hat that you wear yes wear many hats here um but I, I was thinking about like a player chain so i name a player and you name a teammate and then the next team has to name a teammate of that player, the player you say. So let's play an exhibition game right now. Okay. Shirley, you name a player. You can go football, basketball, baseball. Just name a player. John Wall. All right. John Wall. Now so I have to name someone who was a teammate, who has been a teammate of John Wall in his career. Okay. And I'll say Bradley Beal okay and now chandler you have to name a teammate of bradley bill in his career uh i'll do um i'll stick with the washington wizards and go gortat marcin gortat yes all right that's, that's, i'm sorry i'm sorry that is so tough all right so th- now the, if the next team can't name a so teammate, like say that was to happen tonight at trivia i probably would have a good chance of getting, getting yeah. the last one so it's kind of like a stump the schwab yeah, we, we just go around the room until a team can't name a teammate of that guy. Okay. Well, I think I would get somebody stumped there, maybe. Yeah. Marcin Gortat. Yeah, if you go NBA, I would. Well, you started it. <laughs> you started it. Yeah, but that was the first name that popped into my head. <laughs> Can we so. do another one? That was kind of I fun. mean, I could do. All right, let's do another real quick one. Okay. Shirley, you start it. Why, why do I have to start it? Because start that's it. the easiest thing to do. Just name a freaking player. Uh... Fred McGriff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a reference. All right. Uh, Chandler, I'm going to say Chipper Jones. Uh, Tom Glavin. Greg Maddox. John Smoltz. I mean, this is right up my alley here. <laughs> and so, unless a team is switched or something like that. So, John Smoltz, Chandler. John Smoltz. I'm going to go... Um, uh, oh, man, I'm stumped. Yeah, you don't know the '90s Braves, so '90s music or '90s Braves. All right, do a quick football one, Shirley, and we'll we'll take a break. Uh Edger and James, huh. all-time favorite, Marvin Harrison, Peyton Manning, Jeff Seardy. <laughs> I'll go uh, Reggie Wayne. Uh, Reggie Wayne, I'll go. Um, Uh, Robert Mathis. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Uh, Dallas Clark. Very good. Wow. 
Uh, I will go with. Oh, they might have drafted him the year after. Um, Joseph Adai play with Dallas Clark. See, oh, okay. And then I'm going to have to like start Googling names. Um, I'll go Pat McAfee. <laughs> all right now we're just naming so basically you're calls. getting like if you if you go down the list then you name somebody like like pat mcafee who only played with one team then it kind of gets hard yeah because you have to name a particular player for that team so all right good game i like that you like that? i like that um so we'll play a few rounds of that tonight at sports Tribute somebody that would be fun is like a guy that has played with multiple people all right yeah multiple teams maybe yeah. like two decades yeah so yeah we'll Prime do that time. tonight Prime time. all right let's take a break we'll come back when we return michael perry joins us he'll be in prime time tonight calling the action east carolina and hampton we'll talk some pirate hoops when we return by the way east carolina a ten and a half point favorite nine? last time i checked it was nine and a half nine and a half night all right so, so it could have gone up pirates are a favorite tonight against hampton we will take a break come back have more for you after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour brought to you by washington chrysler dodge jeep ram drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to washington chrysler dodge jeep ram on highway 264 in washington at washington chrysler dodge jeep ram.com now back to the show welcome back hemp garden is your premier cbd retailer in eastern north carolina if you find yourself having anxiety or in need of extra sleep support hemp garden has a variety of delta 8 and delta 9 products that can assist with those issues if you're unable to stop by the store don't worry give them a call today at 413-6100 for a consultation and they'll ship right to your door hemp garden located at 3040 south evans street in the target shopping center in greenville now let's head back into prl here's clip all righty basketball night in greenville north carolina michael perry will be on the call along with the voice we talked to jeff charles earlier let's talk to coach perry now he joins us here on the pit electric live line coach perry how you doing today all is good with me hope all is well there yes sir doing well looking forward to some more hoops tonight uh as east carolina 2-0 and looking to get to 3-0 and and coach uh i think mike schwartz didn't write this script up the way these games are going he has said as much that it, the plan is not to get down by 16 get down by 19 and have to fight and claw back but that's the way it's gone the first two that they've been some entertaining games for you to call i know that much right Oh, absolutely! It's been fun. Again, it's a different, it's, it's a different um, feeling uh, on the sideline that I'm sitting on now. I know if I was on the other sideline, I would have some problems, particularly at the starts of these games. The first 17 minutes, I've not been with any coach who's been really happy about, particularly defensively, and uh, and then also uh, the turnovers. I mean, the teams in the first 17 minutes of each half so far are shooting about 55 to 60 percent from the field, and Pirates are turning the ball over too, too many times in the first 17 minutes. Now, for the next 23, it's good basketball. <laughs> 
Michael Perry joining us. And, Coach, as we sit there as fans and watch it, you wonder, you know, 6-0 run, 9-0 run, 12-1 run, whatever it is, you know, when does a coach call a timeout? And and there's certainly an art to it. There's reasons for it. So how about, I don't know, maybe your strategy and what you've seen with Mike Schwartz so far is, is when do you, you bring your team over or when do you let them play through it? How, do, how, does, that, how does that work? Well, I think for him, uh, it, it, uh, again, for each, every coach handles it differently. Uh, sometimes they're early timeouts, sometimes multiple timeouts. Um, but a lot of times, you know, you just you go with what you feel, um, your gut. I think for, from what I've been able to see from my vantage point is Mike is throwing a lot of different combinations out there, different personnel to see can somebody give him a spark. And in each game, the spark has been uh, Lil' Caleb. I mean, he's come in and done a great job, um, particularly late in the half. And he sparked rallies a lot of times that have led to them actually getting back, you know, cutting a, in, in the last game, a 19-point deficit. Uh, they cut it to about six points in that short period of time. So he's looking for particular players to come in and spark them in different combination of guys. But consistently, at least in the last two games, Lil' Caleb has been the guy that's given them a spark. No doubt. And uh, I brought that up with Cy Seymour yesterday, Jeff Charles earlier today, and I want to get your thoughts on it too. Nothing was working for East Carolina early in that game Saturday. Javon Small and others got in foul trouble, but Small went to the bench and and Caleb LeCount comes in and he hits some free throws. He he makes some hustle plays. He scores. He breaks the seal uh, when it comes to three-pointers and and things started turning the Pirates' way. And uh, He was a main reason. R.J. Felton certainly in the second half with what he did scoring, but Caleb LeCount was a big part of why ECU was able to win the other day yeah absolutely and, and something else just to touch on what you just mentioned with the free throws i think that's really been key because the team has struggled shooting the ball probably in the first 17 minutes again of these last two games but one thing that they've been able to do and it's a good sign is they've been able to get to the line and they slowly chip away at those deficits by the free throw line and that's what you need when the ball's not falling it's not going down for you it's not falling through you want to get to the free throw line as many times as possible. Scoring opportunities, and it's good for players to see the ball go through the hoop for themselves. And then eventually they start feeling more confident about shooting the basketball. So I think one of the keys has been when they're in those droughts is being able to get to the free throw line, which is another sign of guys being aggressive. Michael Perry joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. And, uh, Coach, it's a small sample size, but it's what we have so far. Two games, two deficits early in games. So what does Coach Schwartz do to, to try to break out of that? I know he's uh, doing all he can to fix it and to get off to a quicker start tonight when they take on Hampton. So I don't know anything in your mind they can do uh, to change things up, get a better start going? No, not necessarily. Just, again, with more game experience, I'm sure they they you know, they, they they try to do uh, some of everything for the most part. And they tweaked a lot of different things, maybe in some game preparation, maybe in the warm-up preparation. And uh, I think sometimes, I don't think it's necessarily the case now, but sometimes some guys, you know, they, they, you know, they touch that lineup up a little bit. They, they twinkled and, and, you know, and, and kind of you know, make some modifications to the starting lineup. That's what some guys do, not to suggest that's what they're going to do. But I'm just saying, I'm sure they're looking at everything. Everything is on the table with Coach Schwartz in terms of how he gets this team prepared and ready to come out and play. Now, just sitting from my vantage point, the guys always look like they're ready to play. And, uh, again, I think it, it may be something to do with the opponents they're playing also. I mean, these guys are coming in, they're playing well. These aren't two cupcake teams that they've played so far. You, you look at the schedule of some of these teams around the country, they're playing schools that you can't even remember the name of the particular team they're playing. You've never heard of them before. 
And uh, sometimes your NAIA schools, Vision 2, Coach Schwartz is taking on two really tough opponents and a third one tonight in Hampton. So these are cupcake teams. So they've got a lot to do with, uh, with the Stars also. Talking to Michael Perry, joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Coach, I always bring it up with you. I did last week about how you, you're you not that far removed from the bench and from coaching, and that still comes out when you're on the radio sometimes. And I usually go to games with my dad. He couldn't go on Saturday, so I guess he was listening to it, and he sent me a text uh, during the second half, and he said, Michael Perry just said, calm down, Luigi, calm down. So uh, you still got those moments where you're, uh, you're, you're coaching and calling the game all at the same time, right, Michael? Yeah, absolutely. Particularly when I see a post player jolting with a guy and he just calls for offensive foul. Yeah. Crucial point of the game. We didn't need that at that time. I remember that particular play uh, that you're talking about, but uh, man, uh, East Carolina. One, one thing, Coach, uh, that you probably appreciate as a former coach and you're able to to witness it now is the energy that the bench is showing during these games. Even when times are bad, they're getting up. They're giving fives to their teammates. We got our, our strength coach, Pew, uh, who is the hype man over there. Uh, that, that's one thing I find myself watching during games is these guys really having fun cheering on their, their, uh, their brothers out there. Oh, that strength coach is a tremendous uh, addition to the bench. And uh, you're right, he's, he's, he's a great hype man. I'm telling you, he, he needs to watch out. Some of these um, these rap artists may try to hire him to be a hype man for them. <laughs> I mean, he does a great job of getting that bench hyped up. But, uh, again, the team is uh, is all in, and that's what I like. I mean, those guys got uh, ten, 10 toes on the line. They're completely all in, and they're supportive of one another. And there's great chemistry amongst the guys. You can see it. And uh, it's refreshing to see. I mean, I, I like seeing that type of camaraderie between the teammates. And it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's shown in every possession. Uh, even the guys that aren't on the floor are very much engaged in the game. And when you got a lot of new pieces like this team has, it's important for the returners, the veterans, and I, I call R.J. Felton, Javon Small, Brandon Johnson veterans at this point, and they're only a couple years into their college careers, but they are the returners, and they have led the way so far. Game one, it was Brandon Johnson offensively, Javon Small, and then game two with no Brandon Johnson, R.J. Felton stepped up, had a big second half, uh, especially from the three-point line, and led the way, and, and that's a beautiful thing, uh, Coach, for Mike Schwartz to have these guys. You were kind of wondering, you know, who's going to take charge, be the leaders on this team? Right now, it looks like it's the guys that were here last year, and that's a positive thing. Yeah, absolutely. And Coach alluded to that prior to the season, starting in a couple of his um, press conferences, that you know, it's, a lot of stuff's going to be learned as we as we move forward in the season, particularly these early games. I mean, a lot of guys are unproven, uh, inexperienced, particularly at this level, and they're going to have to prove it. I mean, you, you've seen it. You've seen some flashes of it, certainly in preseason and scrimmages and so forth. But it's when the lights are on. I mean, when the people are in the stands, when the smell of the popcorn's in the building and all that good stuff. I mean, now you see what guys are really about. And so it was a lot unknown uh, with this, uh, you know, with the staff amongst the players that they had. They knew what they had in terms of practices, in terms of scrimmages. But when the lights are on, what do we have then? When the pressure's on, and when you've got some really competitive teams that are coming at you also on the other side. Michael Perry joining us will be on the call tonight. East Carolina and Hampton. Jeff Charles and Coach Perry on the radio side. And then, Coach, I guess you're you're off to Florida next week, right? Got Indiana State next Monday. Might have a date with Toledo. I watched them play 
against UAB uh, last Friday. Toledo, a very good team. So uh, things about to, as you say, they've been tough already, but uh, maybe about to get even tougher. A, a date with ODU on the horizon as well, and we saw how uh, tough those two teams played twice last year. So uh, this schedule is going to going to toughen up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the talent level certainly is going to go up a notch. And also the understanding of basketball. You mentioned Toledo and Indiana State. And whenever you play in Midwestern teams, uh, for, for me and my experience, has been really high basketball IQ. And that's what you look for, particularly when offense sets break down. Who knows how to play? And, uh, and typically those teams from the Midwest really do a, do a great job of, uh, of, of guys having understanding and knowing how to play without the basketball. And with it also, um, when things break down. So you're going to have those challenges going forward. Obviously, the talent level begins to, uh, to creep up just a notch or two. And certainly around the corner is this conference uh, that we're in, the American uh, Athletic Conference. And that's no joke, man. That's one of the top conferences in the country. It's a power six, as they like to reference. And, and legitimately so. I mean, they've got some really good basketball teams and talent and coaches in that league. Michael Perry joining us. Coach, when you take a team on the road or on a neutral site like East Carolina will be at on Monday and next week, uh, you know how much work do you get in the gym? And these guys have played in different gyms and outside on uh, the blacktop and, and in a yard or wherever their entire lives, but it's it's always tougher to go on the road, uh, a new environment, rims you're not uh, used to shooting at, uh, sight lines, things like that. So how much work do you get uh, in these opposing gyms when you take a team on the road? You really don't get a lot, um, but the, the comforting fact is that the other team doesn't either. So it's an even playing field. I think uh, I've always went into the game just anticipating the first half, particularly that you may not shoot the ball as well, so it's important that you can actually uh, get the ball inside and also be aggressive off the bounce where you can get to the free throw line also, particularly early in the first half when you're playing on the road or in neutral, uh, neutral arenas in general. Michael Perry joining us. Coach, uh, watching college basketball, the entire landscape so far. And I mentioned this earlier, there's been a lot of upsets. I don't even know how much you can call them upsets this early in the year. We're still trying to figure out who's good, uh, who's who's going to be good this year. But one thing I did notice, this uh, the Pac-12 and SWAC uh, agreed to, to play a series and three road games uh, for the Pac-12 against SWAC opponents. And uh, the SWAC swept those three road games, including last night. And it was... Uh, let's see. Last night, Prairie View A and M beating Washington State seventy to fifty nine. Also, Grambling beat Colorado. Texas Southern beat Arizona State. And uh, the little guys, all they want is a chance. Whether it be in the non conference, whether it be uh, in the NCAA tournament, postseason basketball, and uh, and and in times like these, you see what happens when you give these guys a chance. That was pretty impressive by the swag to sweep the Pac twelve like that. Absolutely. But let me first start off by saying I really salute the Pac-12 for making a real serious, in, in my opinion, a very legitimate offer in being able to you know, extend themselves and really want to show that they were making a commitment to, uh, you know, to HBCU universities and that they're not, they won't just have them come play them because that's typically what happens anyway. A lot of these HBCUs will play Power 5 schools. They get a check. And they get hammered. But these Pac-12, uh, as a league, has decided we're going to do a home-and-home home with these teams. So now you get an opportunity for the smaller guys, in this case HBCU schools, but even just some low-major schools, even some mid-major schools, to actually have these teams come to our arena, to our home arena. 
And I salute them for having the courage to do that. Now, unfortunately, it's ended up in some losses for some of these teams. But you're seeing more of the parity in college basketball. And then to speak to that point even more so in terms of a lot of these upsets, a lot of these problems are occurring because certainly it's early in the year. A lot of teams go through a lot of transition in the offseason. But some of these teams are being able to retool with the, with the transfer portal with some of the players, and they're able to get better talent that they typically would recruit out of high school. So now you're playing a better team than what you originally contracted for last spring. Huh. Yeah, that's a good point. Michael Perry joining us. Pitt Electric Live Line. Mentioned Texas Southern knocking off Arizona State. They go for another upset tonight, uh, but they are on the road at Houston. Kelvin Sampson's team uh, just smothering teams here early on in the season. Had a couple of headline games last night. Coach with Michigan State beating Kentucky uh, in double overtime and also Kansas knocking off Duke tonight. It's Gonzaga and Texas who will go at it after East Carolina plays. You can head home uh, and watch that on ESPN2 coming up at 9.30. How much, uh, Coach, uh, college basketball do you watch uh, on a, a weekly basis? Are you keeping up with everything going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I watch a lot of the games, and um, I follow a lot of scores. I look at the stats from a lot of the different teams. So, yeah, I'm very much uh, uh, all in when it comes to college basketball. And how about uh, our guy Tristan Newton? Uh, I guess once a pirate, always a pirate. I'll always root for the guy. Triple-double last night for UConn, uh, Coach. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was. I've been following Tristan, as a matter of fact. And he didn't have uh, – his first two games weren't that great anything to write home about. So I was a little curious you know, as the season progressed, you know, would he become more aggressive? And um, Tristan, even if you remember when he was with the Paris, sometimes he had a tendency to just kind of put it in cruise control and yeah. wow. And then all of a sudden, particularly in the second half, he would actually really start to be aggressive and really you know, start paying dividends in terms of his aggressive play. But the first two games, nothing to write home about, particularly at, uh, at UConn. But then this last game was a monster game, a triple-double. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. And on that note, I was texting uh, with Stephen Igo last night about that, and he had said kind of what you were saying, Coach, that, uh, you know, some of the, I guess, the fans were, were kind of wondering what's this Tristan Newton guy all about because you think UConn and, and Danny Hurley's got that intense kind of, you know, toughness, all that stuff. And I don't know if Tristan as a as a player, as a person, kind of fits into that mold because he is so laid back. A lot of times he's got a smile on the court, and it's not an insult. It's just the way he is as a person and as a player. Uh, but you kind of said it there. When 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 it's money time, game's on the line, things like that, he turns it on, and uh, I'm sure he could fit in uh, no matter who the coach is and, and what kind of style they play. Yeah, some players just don't – they're not they're not a lot of rah-rah with them. There's not a lot of yeah. emotion – um, being displayed. Chris Middleton with the Milwaukee Bucks is like that. I remember his coach talking about he had to learn Chris Middleton because he used to think, was this guy not engaged? Right. Uh, is he really not into it? Because he's just the same demeanor whether he's playing bad or playing good. And then he finally realized this guy's really balling out. It's just I'm, I don't see the emotional you know, outcry that typically you see from a lot of players. So the kids like that and, and the fans are going to have to get used to that with Tristan Newton. No, he's not going to be the emotional guy who's throwing his fist around and yeah. emotional. And, and he, that's not who he is. But he's going to be very productive offensively and defensively. 
And that kind of reminds us, Coach, that you're coaching one team, but you're coaching 14, 15 individuals that are all different, right? So as a coach, I, you, you said something interesting there. Uh, you got to learn the players just like they have to learn you, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I learned early on. I remember uh, seeing this from um, Jimmy Johnson when he was the coach of the Cowboys and I always remember this. And I think it's, it, it's good for all coaches to know. He says, I treat all my players the same, different. <laughs> right. And, uh, and and that's the way it goes. Michael Perry joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Coach, we'll wrap it up. Uh, what do you want to see from East Carolina tonight? What do they need to do well to get to 3-0 and on the year? Well, they can't help Hampton out by turning the ball over in the first half, particularly the first 17 minutes of the game. They're going to have to really do a better job of taking care of the basketball early. They do that, they won't allow Hampton to have easy scoring opportunities, thus not allowing them as some of these other teams to shoot the ball well in the first in the first 17 minutes of the game. That will be key. Uh, again, bring that same defensive intensity and then create offense from your defense, something that they've been able to do, particularly in the last 23 minutes of each game. So they do that, they're going to be fine. Michael Perry joining us. will be on the call with Jeff Charles tonight as East Carolina takes on Hampton, 7 o'clock, Menji's Coliseum. Always enjoy talking hoops with you, Coach. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. All right, take care. All right, there is Michael Perry uh, joining Jeff Charles tonight on the broadcast, East Carolina and Hampton at 7 o'clock. We'll talk about that one. We'll talk about ECU women uh, getting a win earlier today and some Pirate football with Patrick Mason when we return on Pirate Radio Live. That is on the way after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour brought to you by Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Welcome back to Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Stephen Igo will join us hour number three. We'll get to some audio from yesterday. Mike Houston and some Pirate players as they get set for Senior Day coming up Saturday, 2 o'clock against the Houston Cougars. Our pregame coverage will get underway at 10 a.m right here on pirate radio patrick mason will be a part of that show and he joins us here today to talk ecu athletics and more how you doing patrick doing pretty good how you doing doing good uh you get to chill at the homestead uh this weekend yeah. been making a lot of trips here recently i know it. it's actually kind of nice i'm looking forward to it last one and you have been busy today uh covering some east carolina women's basketball and um uh, Let's see, your first tweet of the day was, <laughs> I just saw a truck being towed, but there was a guy behind the wheel of the truck. Tesla's autopilot could learn a thing or two. Yeah, I think this guy figured out the right way to travel. He was just kind of hanging out while being towed <laughs> in the driver's seat. <laughs> free uh, free ride, No, don't worry about gas. Yeah, you can, you can do anything you want. It, it looked awesome. All right. Um, and then your next tweet was, it's education day and there are thousands of school kids at EC women's basketball game. It's crazy loud. I uh, saw some pictures. It looked awesome in there. Yeah. And uh, it, it, pretty exciting game too, right? That uh, ended up going to overtime. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was packed. It was a great environment. Honestly, it was it was awesome. I mean, that was the loudest I've ever heard uh, heard that place. I mean, they, and also like what really surprised me was like the kids. Obviously, they were really into the game, but they were like on on beat. Like they had the ECU chant going, and they like it wasn't you know dilapidated from one side to the other. It all worked out. They were stomping. I mean, it, it was pretty cool. Good coordinated effort. And uh, ECU got up early. High point comes back, but the Pirates dominate in overtime. So. Uh, what uh, stood out to you today, Patrick? Um, just, I mean, the defense is, was doing pretty well. Um, they did a good job defending the three-point shot. But I guess what stood out to me was uh, freshman Jayla Herp. Just the way, I mean, she she took over the game. She had a really great game. She shot the three ball really well. She went five of six from deep. Um, and actually just, it's sort of just an emerging trend here of all, how all three of these freshmen are playing for this team. Bobby Smith, Amaya Joyner, and uh, Jayla Earp. Just, just the way they're playing has been incredible. It's kind of like they're each taking turns. Um, you know, one player's having a great great game. Um, and this was Jayla's time, and she did phenomenal. And this, especially coming with Amaya Joyner out, she has the flu, um, so she wasn't playing today. Um, but yeah, just kind of seeing these these young players just just thrive early on. It's got to be a great sign for them. And then Danae McNeil has just been a scoring machine through the first four games for them, and and that's really what they need. They just needed someone to score some points while this defense goes to work, and uh, they can figure out you know the rest of the roster elsewhere. So two straight games where Amaya Joyner has not been there, correct? So you said uh, flu. Is that what yep. the official word is on that? So uh, and we saw Brandon Johnson miss the men's game on saturday and we're hoping he'll be able to go tonight that was a i know you weren't there you that was a big absence without you being in the building Patrick, yeah, noticeably but, uh even bigger some would say is uh brandon johnson's absence so uh, that sickness is going around uh for everyone and that includes college athletes and uh basketball players yeah it seems like it's going around for sure and you know uh maya joiner she had i guess covid early in the season or at least in the preseason so she was getting her win back and then she played a little bit and then you know the flu kind of knocks her out so that's tough and um brandon johnson also by all accounts should, he should be available today which is a good sign for them but uh you know they've the men's team has, has just found ways to, to win games too after some some poor starts but um, you know, some good offensive performances from Javon Small. Obviously, Caleb account coming up huge yeah. when they need it. So, you know, they're finding some sparks here and there along the roster. And we saw the three-point prowess of R.J. Felton yeah. on Saturday. He got gunning in the second half and uh, looked awesome. And Caleb account though, he, he's – I think he's the main reason they won on Saturday. He kept him in the game in the first half when javon small got in foul trouble you had no brandon johnson you're down night you're down 23 to 4 i think it was and uh east carolina just able to chip away get to the free throw line kind of calm things down and then second half just a, a three-point barrage and uh east carolina is now 2-0 and on the year with hampton coming to town tonight and i think the thing we're all looking at is what are the first four minutes what's the first before the first media timeout what's it going to look like what's it going to look like with 12 minutes left to go in the first half can east carolina avoid a dreadful start like they've had these first two games yeah that i mean that's that's the question it almost feels like this will be a win if they can just kind of get that that initial part of the game figured out because i mean like you said they've shown ways to come back from that but you really shouldn't have to come back from 16 19 points like that that's just not a recipe for winning and you know they're probably feeling lucky that they won some of those games uh a few guys stood out uh the other day um ezra Alsour, Alsour, Alsour. Yeah, how, how would you say it? Alsour, Alsour. Yeah, sounds good. A uh, lot of potential there, and uh, I like the way he plays. Got a smooth free throw stroke, uh, stroke as well, uh, but I liked him. Valentino Pinedo, 
uh, goes in and only played eight minutes, but they were eight important minutes where he was getting rebounds. He was getting fouled, went, I believe, four of six from the free throw line and just little things like that. Mike Schwartz has basically given everybody a chance here early, (laughs) especially when they're calling fouls like they were the other day, a lot of foul trouble early in the game. So we get to see a lot of guys in and, and guys making an impact for East Carolina. Yeah, definitely a lot of guys are getting opportunities to just kind of show this new coaching staff what they can do. And I think also it's a good chance for just guys to kind of figure out where they fit into. And that's a huge thing in basketball. Just kind of, you got to find your role on the court. I mean, either you don't want to do too much, you don't want to do too little. You got to just, just kind of figure it out. And I think in, in both games, we've saw some great defensive performances by some guys and then, you know, some timely shots. Like, I think everyone's kind of contributing in a way where this coaching staff can kind of, you know, get a good sense of evaluation-wise when, when you do play so many guys. And I'm looking forward to seeing Brandon Johnson in person for the first time this year. Watched him on TV, TV in the opener, but just looked like a completely different guy <laughs> than we saw last year. And uh, that was exciting to watch last Tuesday. I'm ready to see it again tonight if uh, he can give it a go. Yeah, and you know, I think we talked about it last week a little bit too. He just he just looks like a basketball player this year. He's long, you know, he looks in shape. He just looks a lot more smooth on the court. So, yeah, I mean, anytime you can get him some minutes, I mean, it, he's going to be fun to watch. And, you know, you mentioned Ezra as well. There's a lot of guys on this team that just kind of look like they have good basketball bodies. You know, like they, they have some guys that you can, if they round into their potential, I mean, I think there, there could be some hits here. Patrick Mason joining us. We will take a timeout, come back, talk a little pirate football. Tyler says he's been enjoying the articles. Patrick has been uh, – turning out for the reflector i appreciate it thank so you there you go Tom. always good to hear uh let's take a break we'll come back uh senior day coming up saturday we'll talk some pirate football with patrick mason when we return on pirate radio live here on a wednesday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour brought to you by Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store. Serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around, Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Looking at tonight in sports on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubbuck. Dubbuck. couple of Mac games coming your way tonight. And uh, let me get those matchups. I know Northern Illinois is in action. Patrick, Jeez. just because of your um, geography, where you're from, do you have a, you know, a soft spot for the Mac at all? Eh, I, oh, gosh. What was that? The quarterback for Northern Illinois um but they went Lynch. to the orange bowl that yeah so i was like mildly following them when he was doing his thing but um i don't know <laughs> a trio of games tonight eastern michigan at kent state western michigan at central michigan and miami of ohio at northern illinois a lot of directional games directions uh, abound tonight on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard um uh i have a weather forecast coming up for sunday in the nfl just saw this on twitter 
three to six feet of snow in the forecast. Feet? Feet. 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 Three to six feet of snow in the forecast let, in Buffalo. Between, I was going to say, let, let's guess the location. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, do they play? Buffalo? In Buffalo between Thursday and Sunday. And the Browns will be on the road at Buffalo at 1 p.m. And it is currently still on. But it says here, never forget the last Bills Blizzard game. And it's, I believe... I don't know if you remember this game. Brady? Never forget, though. No, it was Colts and Bills. Uh, uh, I see Shady McCoy's running the football. Looks like maybe Vinatieri. Oh, I'm thinking of um, Brady and the Patriots wearing the Reds and beating down Chris Johnson and the Titans. And it was just like Randy Moss. They like blew him out in the snow. Yeah. I'm thinking of that one. And I'm a sucker for a snow game. It looks so cool. Well, we're we're in that season. I noticed this weekend a lot of uh quarterbacks wearing the five XL coats. <laughs> That's back. And you know it's coming back soon. And I think you guys might be able to experience this. Panthers got three wins, right? Yes. How many wins uh Bears got? Three? Three. It's almost in the hunt season. <laughs> where during games they start showing the playoff picture i mean there's no way it's it's thanksgiving it's time to end the hunt I, I mean, you, the I mean they pretty games. much show every team if i yeah. see the panthers up there I'm well it was like what a week or two ago they were in the hunt for the division lead with the falcons yeah. with both losing records and so. if, if if the bucks lose on sunday to the seahawks then we're back in that same position in the hunt baby. well you have to do your job oh you mean if the bucks would have lost we won on Seattle. thursday right. we yeah. needed bucks to lose on sunday and they didn't so i think we're getting close to that playoff picture on your tv screen and they throw that in the hunt and throw and just put every team up there so every fan feels like they have a shot yeah you got to keep stringing us along for as long as possible and i'll tell you who's firmly in the hunt right now the washington commanders pretty firm sitting at five and five firm as ron rivera's chest (laughs) they are right there folks uh so yeah getting uh, in excitement time when it comes to uh the nfl all right uh back to tonight before that lovely weather report by chandler honeycutt um the hornets play i believe because yes they do uh lamello ball home debut hornets actually snapped an eight game losing streak the other night Uh, and tonight they are favorites against the pacers at home so uh maybe going a little run here with lamello ball playing in charlotte for the first time uh this season that's coming up tonight as well and of course pirate hoops going on um in Minji's Coliseum, 7 o'clock against Hampton. Looking at top 25. Oh, yeah, I brought this up because I saw a stat. And I want you to the consider it. To consider. And let me find it again real quick to get the exact numbers. Uh, Gonzaga plays Texas tonight on the road. Texas is a two-point favorite. If the Zags close as an underdog, which it looks like they will... It would snap a 96-game streak of them being favored, the longest active streak in Division One. Uh, last time they were an underdog was 2019 at Arizona, and they won that game. So interesting. I I guess as you were reading that, I was trying to think of like, would would that be your guess if they said, "Hey, here's a, a basketball team that has this streak"? Would you have picked Gonzaga if I had time to think about it? Because obviously they're favorites pretty much the entire regular season. I was seeing if this was a regular season only stat, but it doesn't say. So even in tournament games, mm-hmm. they have been favorites. 
Um, I guess they're just they just don't have those like signature you know slugfest non conference games with. Well, I, I mean they do they play a national schedule non and they have to right uh, because of who they are but they they take they take a step up uh in the non-conference i want to look at their non-conference this year while we're on the topic yeah i'm just kind of curious uh so they're at texas they got kentucky next i guess michigan state's on there too baylor um yeah they already beat michigan state they got got a tough schedule they play washington they play alabama uh in the past they played duke and carolina so yeah they 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 play pretty tough uh the problem is they kind of just sleepwalk from January to yeah. March and then have to, to get ready for the tournament. So uh, is this the year that Mark Few finally wins one? We'll see. How many college basketball games have you watched so far this year? Um, aside from like not counting ECU, I, I watched like one Iowa game. <laughs> How are they looking? <laughs> they, they, they actually look all right. They, all right. Got, they got some good shooting, I think, so they'll, they'll be fine. They're actually fun in basketball, right? They yeah, score a lot of points. They do, more it's, than the football team. Yeah, well, well. I mean, that's not hard to do, but, <laughs> you know, they're, they're fun. I watched Michigan State win in overtime, uh, double overtime last night against Kentucky and also watched Duke lose to Kansas last night. So a uh, fun night of college hoops. Looking forward to seeing it live tonight in Minji's. uh patrick uh senior day coming up on saturday and uh, you've got to know some of these guys talk to them so always an emotional day uh at dowdy ficklin stadium when the seniors say goodbye especially this year with whole nailers and these guys that have been here for so long and have uh, kind of built this thing into a winner so you just hope they can go out with a w they'll take on a houston team that is kind of frantic i mean they could come in here and roll up 50 they could come in here and get blown out and dana and his mullet will be scrambling <laughs> on the sidelines. You just never know with them. You really don't. I mean, they do score a ton of points. But you know, just going back to senior day, it was uh, Mike question or Mike question. Mike Houston was asked a question about Holton, and like halfway through, he had to like you know take a couple moments to compose himself. So I guess that just kind of lets you in a little bit on what what this group means. And you know, I feel like every every senior year senior day comes by, and it's like yeah, you know, these guys you know meant a lot to the program but i feel like this year is especially true because they they were kind of here on the ground floor and they got to start you know the process of getting to where they are now so this is a kind of a definitely unique group and a group that's seen literally everything from one win to you know now being bowl eligible back-to-back years so yeah i mean and john gilbert sent out a a note today saying forty thousand tickets have been sold already so hopefully there's a a good good crowd there patrick i'm curious when i've been in press boxes before and just about if you're in the opposing press box i mean there's homers everywhere uh, so uh, was there any chatter the other night amongst you know you and i go and and any cincinnati folks about the calls or anything going on on the field uh, was there any conversation about it up there a, a little bit um there's actually two guys sitting a row behind us and then they were kind of getting into the game you know going oh you know what's this and they were kind of getting into it a little more than you usually see in the press box but yeah i mean i think there were certainly some questions of like especially that two-point call you know why didn't they look at it yeah. there's another times where it's like hey he's you know draped all over this guy where's where's the flag but um i mean there was a little bit of that but uh i mean not nothing too out of the ordinary no i'm uh, just curious yeah. uh how was cincinnati how was nippert it, it was actually a really cool, cool stadium, and the you know the atmosphere was electric. I mean, they they packed that place. The the student section had these noisemaker, you know, the, the things you clap together, and I mean, it, it was loud there. It was definitely a fun football atmosphere. There's no denying that. Yeah, and uh, you'll be on your way to Philly next week. Yep. Yeah, I'll probably go up the the Friday after Thanksgiving, um, and yeah, catch the final regular season game. 
nothing like being up north in the end of November. Maybe we'll get a couple feet of snow. <laughs> Have you started to uh, look at bowl destinations and pick out one you want to go to? Um, I, I've looked at a little bit. You know, I keep seeing some projections here and there. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I saw the the Boca Raton Bowl, and like I don't know. I've already been there. Like selfishly, I want to go somewhere I haven't been. Somewhere different. Yeah. Um, but may, maybe that bowl game will actually have some people there because that you know that first time we went down there for the South Florida game was just brutal. It was empty. Yeah. I don't know. Could be another and bad like, environment if they go there. Yeah. I, I mean, if they win these next two games, though, they can you know get a different type of destination. So I mean, there's still plenty to play for. I think this regular season. Patrick Mason joining us. You can check out his work on the page of the Daily Reflector online, uh, reflector.com. Give him a follow on Twitter. You'll be uh, covering hoops tonight. So you're going women's basketball, football practice, hoops, the uh, trifecta here on a Wednesday. The old triple dip. Getting your uh, money's worth out of Patrick Mason today. That's right. It's it's a work day today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining us, man. And we'll uh, give you a call on Saturday. Sounds good, man. All right. We will take a break. Come back. Steven Igo hoist the colors. He is a bit under the weather, so we'll talk to him on the phone. He is not coming in today. We'll see what his status is for tonight's game in Menji's Coliseum. Talk about that. Some football. Make some picks. It's all ahead. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live on the way. We'll also make you a winner. Back with more after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. <clears throat> we will make you a winner later on this hour. Open up the booty bag. Also here from Mike Houston and some of the Pirate players. It'll be East Carolina and Houston. Two o'clock on Saturday, our pregame coverage beginning 10 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We will hopefully have Igo here joining us in studio on Saturday. He will not join us in studio today. Uh, a bit under the weather. Uh, Igo, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Clip. I, I'm not like overly sick or anything, but I, I do feel like as I've gotten older, uh, I've become more conscious about like if I feel bad at all or have like I think I just have a common cold and I just don't want to really pass it along if I can avoid it. I mean, why would I go in there and uh, you know drop spit droplets all over the the mic and affect everything when I can just talk to you over the phone? So might as well just do it this way. So you're thinking about others, and uh, we appreciate that. What is your status for uh, tonight's game in Minji's Coliseum? Um, I'm going to sit it out. I'm going to go to um, the post-practice presser because i got a couple of things I want to ask. It's around a senior day, and it's kind of a short deal. And, you know, it, you know, I, I, I'll try and 
distance myself from others, but uh, um, I, I got an intern or contributor who's going to help us cover the game tonight. He's already scheduled to cover it, so I'm just going to let him do that. I'll, I'll cover it from, from home on TV and hopefully get over this thing in a couple of days. Just that time of year where everybody's getting sick with something, I guess. Uh, yeah, interesting that you are going to show up and ask questions, considering the fact that you're not doing your job anyway. Um, right. And I just remembered that. So now I've got to find that and DM it to Shirley so she can play it on the air. Uh, we had a call about Steven Igo on Friday night after the game and uh, sounded like this guy was being pretty sincere uh, when he said that one of the issues with ECU football right now is Steven Igo uh, not asking the tough questions to ECU football coaches in particular, Donnie Kirkpatrick. So, um, Stephen is under the weather, but is going today to the press conference to ask Donnie Kirkpatrick questions. So, it sounds like I go maybe, I don't know, this is in response to that. Like, maybe you would sit it out, but now that people are questioning you and your job, you feel like you, you have to be there and finally, you know, put in some good work. Oh, yeah. I mean, this guy, uh, he really spoke to me with his message and I've, uh, you know, really opened my eyes. Um, you know, anytime your job is on the line, uh, especially somebody from whispering, uh, what was it? Whispering winds, whispering pines, whispering pines. Yes. I really respect that area. Whispering winds. Isn't that a move by like Jeff Hardy? (laughs) I think it is. I think it is. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, any, anytime somebody calls from Whispering Pines, uh, really speaks to me. So, yeah, I'll try my best to step my game up tonight. But um, just so Eli and others know, there are other media members um, that ask questions as well. So uh, feel free to to, uh, to tweet at them um, rather than me. Well, it's a great example of, and it's not like they're even saying it to our face. They're just talking to us on the phone. But in the past, we've had people call in, blame the media, and I'll be like, "Well, what did I do?" And they'll say, "Well, not you, like like Stephen Igo." Like they'll say, <laughs> they'll say people that aren't here because they don't, you know, that you won't have to, they won't have to hear back from them. You know what I mean? It's hilarious to me. But if I wasn't here, they'd say, you know, Pirate Radio. They'd blame, uh, you know, Troy, um, whoever. So it's it's funny to me. Uh, Shirley, let's hear that from the fifth quarter on Friday night. This is Eli from uh, Whispering Pines, who said he had a controversial take. So here we go. So on Tuesdays, when we go in here to talk about everything, you, you know, you talk about Igo and everything. Igo is not asking the hard questions out here. Seriously, he, he's not going up on Donnie. Why'd you call this? Why'd you call that? We're, we're not getting the hard questions out of the OC, and I think that's part of the program. All right. All right. What's your controversial part? Is that it? Yeah, Igo's I not doing the job. He's, okay. he, he's the, the voice of the fans, and he's just not getting it done. All right. We'll get him out of here. We'll let, we'll, I'll certainly pass that along. I love talking crap to Igo. So <laughs> I'll let you know, Eli. Because <laughs> he's not doing it. All right. He's not doing his job. All right. <laughs> Thank you. He's not doing it. He's not getting it done. Uh, Mike P says, Igo's gotten soft just like his questions. Man, Igo, tough day. Tough day for you. Tough crowd. Yeah. Tough crowd. I, I just love how you repeat it like three or four times. Yeah. It's not getting it done, man. 
Nah, I found it hilarious. Um, and like, if three or four people messaged me and were like, "Hey, man, you do a great job. I don't let this guy get to me," I'm like, "Man, I don't really care what this guy says. Like, I think it's awesome. Like, if somebody's calling in and really taking the time to say that, I think it's hilarious." But uh, not, there was one guy on Twitter going at after me at, during the game, like during the whole first half, and like in response to everything I tweeted, was like, "Well, this happened because." You're not asking the tough question, man. You're not asking Donnie about it. Oh, really? Was, I got to go find that now. <laughs> it had to be the same guy. It was like, you baseball fan, something, something. <laughs> um, so I, I guess Eli just had nothing better to do on this Friday night other than uh, pester me on Twitter and uh, and on the fifth quarter. But, hey, man, you guys, uh, you know, you'll take cars from anybody. As long as they don't cuss, they, they're, they're free to make their points. So I, I enjoyed it. All right, there is uh, Stephen Igo's response. Uh, KC on uh, YouTube says, would Igloo like to buy a box of hoodies? He knows a guy. Uh, I think this is in reference to uh, Troy potentially getting his hands on some military bowl merch from last year in a game that wasn't played. So any interest in any of that, Igo? Would you like a military bowl hoodie for if the price is right? I have zero uh, zero interest. I go before you became a media mogul. You were a diehard fan. There's that f- famous gif that I love every time it pops up of you talking junk in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. It is hilarious. Um, do you own any bowl merch from over the years for ECU football? Uh, I think if I did, it would be from the 2010 Military Bowl against Maryland. Uh, or the 2006 Birmingham Bowl against, or uh, the, the Papa John's Bowl against South Florida. I went to both those games as a fan, traveled with my family, uh, went with my cousin to the 2010 game. So those are the two I know that I went to uh, for sure, but I've probably outgrown them by now. Boy, this is great. I'm looking back at your Twitter from Friday night. So ECU has to burn its second time out of the half to get its correct special teams personnel in the field. And John at Can't Blame Me 22 said, No worries, your boyfriend at Coach Donnie K will F this up. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I think that was, uh, that was the, other, the guy's other burner account because I did notice a couple from him as well. <laughs> that is. Uh, these people are fun man all right i'm gonna have to pay attention to that on saturday um all right i go speaking of saturday east carolina houston will make the pick in a moment but you've got a lot going on here so ecu's main goal of getting to the conference championship has been squashed you've already got the six wins so uh, what you're playing for this weekend is another win and to to get win number seven and, and potentially eight and nine but uh, I guess more so, you know, senior day, you know, everybody on the team, underclassmen want to go out a winner for Holt Nailers for these seniors. So you've got that. And uh, I don't know. I expect ECU. ECU always plays good after a loss, right? The response is always good. So I don't know. That, that's kind of my expectation for Saturday. How about you? Yeah, I don't I don't really see motivation being an issue, especially with them, like you said, playing for senior day. I mean, the only thing – that I think could maybe cause some issue if they were on the road again. I think I think if the game at Temple was this week, I'd be a little worried um, about the bounce back not happening. But I think with them playing at home, senior day, 
like when you're starting quarterback is kind of the focus of senior day. Like it's kind of hard not to to rally around him. And then on defense, you kind of have your quarterbacks of the defense and Miles Berry and Xavier Smith guys who, uh, you know, call it the plays, get you lined up, that sort of stuff. Like, and this team is is too too tight to uh, to, to let that just go by the wayside. Like they're going to try and play for those guys. They know how important it is to send them out with a win and. Uh, I would be very surprised if ECU does not play well, does not play with a ton of energy on uh, on Saturday. I mean, we got to remember too. This is only really the second November, you know, in the last what eight nine years now that they they played meaningful football, and and that means a lot too. And it should be a good crowd on Saturday. You know, John Gilbert's saying that they have over forty thousand um, set to. That have bought tickets, you know, trying to sell more, of course, but it's going to be a solid crowd. Usually, as the year goes on, it's hard to get 40,000 plus for a November game, uh, historically, with DC football because the weather gets cooler, but it should be a good atmosphere. I expect the team to play well. Fired up, ready to go, as is John at Can't Blame Me 22 on Twitter. And now I'm absolutely obsessed with uh, him and his comments during the game to you on Friday. Can I just read some of these real quick? Can we go for it, man? All right. Um, so I read the first one. Igo says, Ivan Pace again. Just uh, hops right past ECU's right tackle. Forces Ayler to throw wide of Ryan Jones. John says, no commentary about that never being the right call on second. Shill, boyfriend, job security. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, see. Since he's 56-yard punt, followed by ECU's 31-yard punt critical hidden yardage that's a good point i go the old hidden yardage uh here in the early stages of the fourth quarter john said haven't heard you say a bleeping word about offensive play calling stop criticizing special teams that's eight weeks ago but you don't know football and we know that Mm. (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing man um uh, there's more this guy is no it was the whole game man it was <laughs> i want to get this guy on the show um, so i go ask does ecu win if keaton mitchell doesn't get knocked out and john says we win if you had any blank at all and spoke out against coach donnie k four years ago <laughs> ecu beat cincinnati if you spoke out four years ago i go before donnie kirkpatrick got here i would have started asking the tough questions the day Johnny Kirkpatrick re-arrived. <laughs> uh, let's see. John John responds to you on another, uh, let's see, Jones can't make contested catch, Pirates will punt. He said, slant beats man in zone, but you don't know that, so you won't bring it up. All right. Here's uh, That pass was literally on a slant. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Taylor? I got said, some contact. But no call on the fourth down throw to C.J. Johnson. ECU turns it over on downs, and they'll likely do it. John says. Oh, wow, yeah. John says, unless you lay your job on the line on Tuesday, I'm coming for your job. F you, says John. John is coming for the Hoist the Colors empire. Um, Let's see. Oh, yeah, saw that. Now that Eli is John. Uh, His real name is a real question. I think I figured out. I think I'm going to start a conspiracy right now. This is how good conspiracies get started. John at Can't Blame Me 22. It says, now what is he doing here? He's calling out Igo, but also calling out the offensive coordinator, Donnie Kirkpatrick. He wants Donnie questioned 
ultimately he wants donnie fired here's a little something interesting you click on john's profile he's got three followers he's doing well he is from idaho usa chandler do you know anybody from idaho i only know one person that lives in idaho shane carden but shane would never say this about Igo or an ecu coach i mean it's not like shane's a coach and would like to be the offensive wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute is shane carden on twitter using a burner to disparage donnie kirkpatrick so he'll get fired and shane will be the offensive coordinator at east carolina and it just so happens he's returning to green <laughs> he's coming for your oh job oh my god he's coming for oh your my job. god he's coming for donnie's job he's gonna be in greenville <laughs> holy crap we just put it all together man that's how it's done now, uh, now I'm, I'm honestly scared i might need to ask some tough questions tonight. i know think about that when you're uh, uh go through the the play log uh, of each play and say why did you do this here and uh and and john slash eli slash shane carden <laughs> i go i go you're gonna be on the sidelines pregame you're gonna go up to shane carden to say hey you're gonna look and he's gonna have a media pass with shane carden hoist the colors on it how, how are you gonna feel about that hey i'm gonna snatch the phone out of his hands and see that he's got uh john from whatever whispering, yeah. whispering pines whispering pines all right uh well that was fun that was uh some good detective work there all right uh steven let's do uh some football picks real quick east care uh by the way we went two two and one last week um we both won ecu plus the uh points i won ucf you lost tulane we both lost mississippi state you won texas or sorry you won tcu i lost texas and then arkansas was a push so, two, two, and one keeps us uh, under 500, 22 and 26 for the year for both of us. East Carolina, six point spread against Houston. I thought it would be closer to a field goal. Um, and I'm going to take ECU to win and Houston to cover. I'm thinking like 37 33, something like that. So, I'll take Houston. Yeah, six points is a lot. But and both these teams are kind of similar from the standpoint of they've played a lot of close games. Houston could could easily be eight, you know, eight and two, nine and three right now. Um, or excuse me, poor math there. Uh, that's why I need to get fired. But uh, um, eight and two, seven and three, something like that. I mean, they could be a lot better than six and four. But they they've also gotten kind of lucky in some wins too. So ECU, you could argue, has been the same way. Um, I just don't know what Houston's motivation is. Like, I watched Dana's, Dana Holgerson's press conference, and he's talking about how they're redshirting guys to get ready for the Big 12. And, like, he just doesn't seem happy. Not that he ever is happy, but he seems miserable. And, and they're coming here. It's going to be fairly cold. I just think ECU, if they take it to them physically, they're going to win this football game. And I'll go, uh, I'll go East Carolina wins by a touchdown and covers. All right. Yeah, I asked uh, Sam Ress, Scott and Holman podcast yesterday. They cover Houston. And if this is a kind of a give-up situation for Houston, and 
and sam said no actually they're they're playing the best they can they just can't play defense like they he said they're still trying for dana holgerson and there's there's been no quit and uh actually says the offense has been on an uptick so uh they're gonna come in here and i guess try to play their best ball uh i'm wondering if the uh what's what's the weather look like for saturday and again like it's not gonna be lambeau field or anything but it had it looked like it had some effect on ucf when they came here maybe the uh houston boys will be affected by a little cool weather on saturday as i'll pull it up real quick looks like high 57 low of 32 uh but it's going to be in the 50s low 50s during the game it appears on uh on saturday so anyway there's that all right i go tulane minus three and a half against smu tulane is at home um i like the tulane bounce back here i think tulane bounces back and and wins fairly comfortably i'm not not completely sold on smu i'll tell you smu as well how about smu's former coach sonny dykes and that crew at tcu tcu number four in last night's college football playoff poll they got to beat baylor i think they got iowa state on the schedule and then a uh, potential championship game um and they are trying to make the playoff it is pressure time every weekend they are two and a half point road favorites at baylor can they keep it going did you pick smu or did you pick i picked tulane okay you said smu sorry tulane Uh, um I, I'm just feeling this TCU team, and I, I do feel like they're due for a loss. You said they got Iowa State next week. I believe that's correct. Yeah, I think they're going to lose in the in the Big Twelve Championship. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna think I think they're going to run the table. They're going to find a way to win this weekend at Baylor. Um, so give me the the frogs. Mm. All right, uh, this is at noon. I think I'm going to pick against TCU again. I'm going to just keep doing it until it happens. Give me Baylor plus the two and a half at home. Another two and a half point spread for another team trying to stay alive for the college football playoff. Lincoln Riley's USC Trojans are two and a half point favorites on the road at UCLA. I go and Oregon will do their game in a moment. Not a great slate of games this weekend. So we got two Pac-12 games, but uh oregon um lost out when they lose to washington at home last week so now usc trying to carry the banner for the pac-12 still work to do and they're going to need some help but if they beat ucla and notre dame and a championship game i mean they're going to move on up so i think lincoln riley's team still has a shot here uh two and a half point favorites on the road at ucla Man, you know it's a bad weekend when we're picking two Pac-12 games. I know. But, uh, um, I don't know why, but I'm feeling UCLA here. Give me the Bruins. All right, I don't know either. I don't. I I shouldn't trust USC, but I am. Give me uh, give me the Trojans minus two and a half. Uh, Oregon Utah. It's like number ten versus number twelve, so that's why I picked this game. There's just there's not a lot of attractive games out there this weekend uh oregon is a three-point favorite do they fade after losing last week or do they bounce back and say we still got something to play for when in reality they don't have much to play for oregon minus three against utah 
Where's this game at? Um, on my sheet, I have it at Oregon, but I will double check while you talk. But then being a three point favorite, I feel like it's got to be at Oregon because I think it. It is at Oregon. Yes. Pretty evenly matched teams. Um, they are even record wise. They're even in conference. Utah is ten. Oregon's twelve. It's about as even as it gets. Yeah, I'm going to Oregon bounce back here. Uh, they lost last week, and I, I just feel like you know, not a ton to play for, but still, it's an important game. You know, they'll get to a major bowl game, I guess. So give me the give me the Ducks. I'll take Oregon as well. I always look ahead. I go to see you know if we are done with the fifth quarter, say. Game at two, five thirty. We'll go two and a half. Yeah, I'll be wrap up around eight, maybe. Be home by eight uh, if I'm lucky. So I always look and see what's coming on that night. And the night games are Tennessee at South Carolina, Ole Miss at Arkansas, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma, USC, UCLA, Colorado, Washington, Utah, Oregon. Just not a lot out there. So it's not uh, not a great night. But Bedlam's always fun. And uh, who knows? Maybe I'll enjoy some Pac-12 football for the first time in a while and watch USC UCLA. Yeah, maybe between both of them, they can actually uh, get some people in the stadium in California. Right. It's been a rough year, especially for UCLA attendance. I go Pirates looking to get to three and zero. Can they get off to a better start tonight? Uh, the starts have been brutal for this basketball team, which has led to some really fun comebacks. So. Uh, how about tonight? What do you think about the Pirates versus the Pirates? I like the Pirates. Let me let me ask you a question, Clip. Ten and a half point spread in favor of East Carolina. Who are you taking? Um, I'm going to take. You know what? I've been against the Pirates on the spread. Hampton? Both times. I, I kinda wanna I wanna take the I wanna take East Carolina tonight and say they get off to a better start and they close in the second half and say they win it by 14, 15 points. So I, I'll take East Carolina. I felt pretty good about ECU too. It's just with such a young team, you never know what's gonna get sometimes, but especially laying that many points. But uh, I would go ECU. I do think they get to three and um Sounds like they'll get Brandon Johnson back. It'll be interesting to see if anybody else is unavailable because you know I think they they've just kind of had a bout with kind of this. I feel weird calling it the sickness, but whatever whatever it is, uh, you know, making its way to the locker room um, that has gotten some guys a little under the weather. So we'll see what happens if anybody's unavailable tonight. But otherwise, you know, looking forward to seeing who who's going to be kind of like the breakout guy tonight. Like it was RJ. And uh, Caleb LeCount, last game, obviously Javon Small scored in the second half. It was Javon and Brandon Johnson in the first game. Like, do we see a... Well, there's four guys. So before you finish that yeah. statement, is there another contender for a breakout on this roster? I think so. I mean, I think we could see, like, a Winston Tabs game at some point or a you yeah. know, Clinton DeBunje game or, you know, not that, that DeBunje or Baila or any of those, you know... An Chandler in Studio B is saying Ezra... I don't know if he's ready for a breakout quite yet, but I like the guy. He's got some talent. He's got a lot of potential, I guess. Yeah, you can see the tools, man. Like he's so quick at that size and he's got a pretty stroke. So it's just he's just gotta mature and um 
you know, Tom, as long as he puts in the work, he will do that over time. But that's the thing is, like, you know, maybe eventually we'll get to the point where it's just going to be the Brandon Johnson and Javon Small show every night. But right now it's like you're still early enough in the season where anybody can step up night to night. You know, Tabs has kind of gotten a shot the first two games, and he puts up the shots, but he just looks rusty. And What if he goes in and all of a sudden he's making those three shots he takes? of missing them and you know you could see him get a lot more playing time steven Igo joining us Igo, i don't know how good teoscar hernandez is in real life but he is a beast in mlb the show he was huge on my blue jays teams so uh he is now a seattle mariner so i hope he's good for you he masters left-handed pitching um really good bat seattle needs to address their offseason or their offense this offseason this is the first step in that and I, I love it when uh, Jerry DePoto, their GM, strikes early in the offseason. It kind of takes some pressure off so they don't have to overspend in free agency. And um, if they can add one of the short stops, whether it be Bogarts or, you know, um, your boy Dansby Swanson, I, I really think they have a chance to be pretty special because they got the pitching. They just need some offense. I go. Good stuff. Uh, ask good questions tonight. You're under the microscope here. Man, I almost forgot. Now I got to take the shadow of Eli into Eli slash John slash Shane Carson into the, uh, <laughs> the award sports medicine. All right. Good luck to you. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you, guys. Steve. All right. Stephen, I go hoist the colors. Check it out. Podcast dropping weekly. I like the Monday VIP chat. Some good info in there. Always a lot of fun. Shirley Rhodes. Let's open up the booty bag. Make somebody a winner winner. so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna open up the pit electric live line and shirley will be answering your calls what caller in particular are we looking for i'm gonna go with caller number nine all callers are important but the ninth caller is the most important because you will be a winner and what will they be winning they will be winning a Shrimp taco lunch, courtesy mm. of Chico. Sounds good right about now. Some rice and beans and chips and salsa. Man, that's what I want right now. And you can win it right now. 317-1250, caller 9. We're back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy all in the state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. 
Visit KineticPTGreenville.com for more information. And congratulations to Josh Lilly of Greenville. Picked up a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. Enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Let's hear from uh, Mike Houston as he met with the media on Tuesday. We'll hear Coach Houston again today along with Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Carroll. That'll be out later tonight on uh, YouTube, Facebook, so you can find it there. We'll have the audio for you on Thursday, but here is what Mike Houston had to say yesterday. So obviously uh, really disappointed last Friday night and uh, not being able to secure the win up at Cincinnati. Uh, but, uh, you know, very, very pleased with the way our team competed and played. And uh, I thought, uh, you know, the kids, uh, you know, competed at an extremely high level in a, uh, in a uh, tough environment on the road against a, uh, you know, one of the best teams in our league, one of the top teams in the country. And, uh, you know, had our chances. I certainly had our chance on the last drive of the game to win it. Um, you know, just didn't, uh, didn't make the plays there at the, uh, at the end. And, uh, you know, Cincinnati did, and that's the difference between winning and losing. And, um, but, uh, you know, the, the players, uh, you know, continue to be very driven. Uh, it's, it's what's made us, uh, this, this group special this year. Uh, it's just their, their drive and leadership. Uh, I would expect us to have a very good practice today. Uh, we have a challenging opponent coming in here Saturday, a red-hot Houston team. You know, they've won four of their last five. Uh, and over that span, averaging 45 points a game, uh, I think that uh, Toon's probably the best quarterback we've faced uh, all year. Uh, he's having a, a just a phenomenal year. And uh, Nathan Dell, uh, you know, maybe the best receiver we've faced all year. Uh, and they've got other guys, too, uh, you know, not just one. I mean, they've got m- multiple receivers that are dynamic threats. They have a very solid tight end. They have a great one-two punch there at running back, solid offensive line. So that's, that's the reason they're scoring the way they are. Uh, they're long and athletic defensively, uh, and you know they're very dynamic on special teams. So it's, uh, it's going to be a great challenge on Saturday. Uh, they come in six and four like we are. They're four and two in the conference. Uh, so obviously a huge game for us. Uh, excited to be back uh, in Daddy Ficklin Stadium, and uh, you know expecting a big crowd Saturday, and 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 would be disappointed in anything less. I mean this is a, a special group that we're honoring on Senior Day. Uh, it's a, a group that. Uh, you know, was here when, from, for the most part, most of them were here when I was hired. Uh, and, uh, you know, a, f- a few have been added in since. But, uh, you know, this group has really been the, the, the group that's kind of led the turnaround of the program. Uh, and, you know, they've, uh, they've invested, they've led, they've worked, uh, you know, kind of blood, sweat, and tears kind of deal. And, um, you know, to have a chance to honor them before the game. And then, you know, the big thing I've challenged the roster with is to honor them with the way we play the game. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a big game for us. It's the next game. It's the most important game of the year kind of stuff. And it's uh, only one we got this week, but it's also one that's special for this group. And so uh, expect them to have a great week of practice. Expect us to play really well on Saturday. Uh, and it should be a fantastic matchup between two really good football teams. Questions? Coach, just what do you, what do you think emotions will be like Saturday pregame. I mean, every senior day it is emotional, but it just feels like this group, especially the guys, the fifty-six-year seniors, maybe it'll even be more emotional with them, given what they have, have done for this program. 
Well, I think that's, you know, and that's why I'm going to talk to them about, you know, that group uh, about, uh, you know, before then. It's just, uh, you know, this, you got to still try to keep your emotions in check to a degree. I mean, it's uh, certainly a, a chance to honor them. And, you know, I still remember my senior day, you know, we all do. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, you want to make sure that you play, uh, you know, play the game that uh, you envision on senior day. So I think it's going to be a mixture of, you know, managing those emotions and then, you know, using those emotions to fuel you. Uh, but, uh, you know, certainly I think this, this uh, you know, this day will be very emotional for our fan base. I think it, uh, you know, it'll be emotional for me for the same reasons. It's just, you know, this group has achieved a lot. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll never forget them. And, uh, and uh, they'll always, you know, be a part of Pirate football and a, 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 just a great story with Pirate football. <clears throat> Coach, what were your first thoughts when you heard what happened at Virginia? And can you imagine anything like that? That program is trying to cope with that because football is such a family type deal. It's first off, just it's it's horrific. I mean, it's devastating. I mean, I just I, I can't imagine going through that. Um, you know, it's painful enough to to hear about it and watch it, but you know, you spend so much time with these kids and you become so attached to them and. You know, it, it would be very similar to your own children, and uh, it's you know, it's I think it's a parent's worst nightmare is something like this happening. And so, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers, you know, have been with them all week. Um, you know, it's it's uh, I just what they're going through. You, you shouldn't be going through it, and it's just it's a it's a terrible story. And so, just uh, hope that they're able to uh, you know process this appropriately, honor the lives uh, of those who were lost. We continue to pray for the two. Uh, young men that are uh, still hospitalized, and uh, you know, just uh, you know, hope that uh, they can navigate that as best possible. But you know, it's, it's really just—it's hard to put into words. So, Coach, with, with Holden in particular, what he's meant to this program, and how much has he helped you through your time and, and turn around this program? He's going to. Leave here with basically every record passing wise, American and at ACU. What does he mean to you? Well, I think one, just um, I'm very proud of him, and you know when he decided to come back for this uh, his last year of eligibility. Um, you know, you you always want to see guys maximize their potential, and I think just uh, the work that he did in the off season, and you know the way he's prepared himself this year has allowed him to elevate his level of play to a point where I think you know he is. He is playing at the highest level of his career, and I think maximizing his God-given ability. And so, um, one, I'm just very proud of him. Uh, you know, two, um, you know, enough, um, he's just a special kid. And uh, we're obviously very close, and uh, I care about him tremendously. And I'm just uh, thankful that we've had our time together. And... Uh, So just excited to see him finish his career here. Uh, hope Saturday is, uh, you know, another great performance for him, for him, uh, but also for us. But, uh, you know, he has uh, meant a lot to our football program, a lot to me. Mike Houston there uh, getting emotional when talking about his senior quarterback, Holton Naylor's one final time at Dottie Ficklin Stadium coming up on Saturday. Let's take a break. When we return, we'll hear from the QB. Uh, did not get a chance to talk to him Monday on the Players' Lounge, but he did meet with the media on Tuesday, and you'll hear that when we return. Holton Naylor's on PRL. Back with you after this. 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market report. Uh, The Dow was down 39 points and closed at 33,553. NASDAQ was down 174 points at 11,183, and the S&P dropped 32 points, closed out the day at 3,958. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, heard from Mike Houston a moment ago talking about Holden Aylers. Let's hear from Holt Naylor's right now as he will play his final home game uh, coming up on Saturday. Uh, Redbeard says, what's up with the popping and cracking and choppy sound on YouTube? Hmm. Huh. See what's Not going sure on. what's going on there. I don't know, Redbeard. A moment ago, I was talking about Whoa. Holt Naylor's. Let's hear from Holt Naylor's. It's kind of right funky, now, though. play his final home red beard look i am your father <laughs> sounds like i'm talking into a fan not sure what that is because uh, yeah. hmm is it doing on facebook as well let me give facebook a listen here <laughs> oh no <laughs> we've got major issues and now i'm gonna play them both at the same time um, I will uh, shoot our engineer a text message and uh, let him know. What did you say? <laughs> Has that been going on the entire show or just now? I really hope not, because that, if so, I don't think we would have viewers like we do on Facebook and YouTube. Okay. So, uh, yeah, apologies for that, folks. Um, you can still catch us on the radio side. Hopefully. We're not sounding like that on the radio. Sounds like I'm talking into a fan. What? Yeah, I know. He pulled it up on Facebook and he said it sounded like that too. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hear from Holt Nailers. For some of you watching, this may sound strange. For others, uh, it'll sound like Holt Nailers. Well, no. Senior day Saturday. Uh, yeah. How much are you trying to maybe compartmentalize that? Yeah, um, it's, it's kind of tough to to do both. Uh, there's obviously a lot of my mental um, aspect of it is going to preparing for Houston. But at the same time, I mean, I'm just going to enjoy this ride that I've had. That's kind of what I've done this whole time. Um, it has probably hit me more than I thought it would earlier in the week. But, uh, yeah, I mean, one more game in Dowdy. And, you know, I'm just, just thankful for this ride that I've been on and that these seniors have been on to change this program. So, um, obviously, this week's going to be an emotional one for a lot of us um, just – when you spend so much time out of place and at a time changing it, and when when we got here, it wasn't the way it is now. So uh, just just super thankful for that. And yeah, I mean, it's definitely gonna be a tough week. At the beginning of the year, I remember you telling a story about you and Miles talking about changing yeah. the pirate program. How well do you think you accomplished that through your five years here? Yeah, uh, I mean, we our goal coming in this thing is to get back to bowl eligibility, um, and then obviously return for our fifth year. We want to get to a conference championship, which uh, we really didn't get gun- didn't get. 
um, done, but um, I mean, everything happens for a reason. We're still just, just proud to be here. Uh, we're thankful. You know, I said it last interview I had is, you know, every time we step on that practice field and every time we, we step on that game field, I mean, it's a blessing. And, and these seniors know that. You know, that's what's special about this class is um, we knew, we appreciate, you know, the times that we've come from. I mean, there was times when we were struggling to win one game. Uh, and we have the opportunity to win nine this year. And obviously it starts this week with Houston. But, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, walking in that locker room, it, it's totally different than it was when we got here. How, how do you think it's going to feel walking into Dowdy last time? I don't know. Um, I couldn't tell you. It's definitely going to be emotional, um, especially for me and Miles. And obviously senior day and all that is going to be emotional. But you know, when me and Miles walk out there for the captain's walk one last time, uh, yeah, uh, that will definitely be emotional. And um, we've just been a great group of guys you know, that I came in with and that have stuck through hard times. And you know, in, the, in the, you know, the age of the transfer portal, it's really easy um, to just go, go to another school that's winning maybe right now, um, especially when we were younger. Um, but, you know, we stuck through it and, and wanted to see this place win. So Speaking of Miles and Expo said is that it's fun again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, practice is fun again. Just going in that locker room. Um, I mean, just, just the mood of everyone. Um, it's just you can tell that people appreciate where we've come from, um, especially these older guys. And like I said, I mean, when we first got here, it was tough to win one game, you know, and, and now we're in every game and have a chance to win every single game. And obviously in football and in life, you know, everything's not always going to go your way. Uh, so, I mean, but just just appreciative to be in the situation that we're in, for sure. Speaking of emotion, earlier today, Coach Houston had his press conference talking about you. He got emotional. Yeah. So, uh, uh, what does he mean to you? Yeah, a lot. You know, he uh, you know he's the one behind all of this. You know, behind all that, and he didn't even really recruit recruit the senior class or this fifth year class. Um, but he's certainly the one that that changed it. You know, he's the one that. You know, put in the program for us to change it, um, and, and we bought into it early. It was hard, you know, this first that first year or two. It was super hard to to even go to practice and to go out there. And I mean, there was times when you know a lot of us probably shouldn't even been playing, you know, with our bodies um, hurt and stuff like that. But that's just football, and um, we we gave everything we could for this university, and he certainly has too. All right, uh, there's some of Holt Naylor's. You can see that interview, Miles Berry, Xavier Smith. Those interviews in their entirety on YouTube, Pirate Radio TV. Let's uh, get a streaming update here. How we uh, how we doing? We'll have that fixed for you tomorrow, folks. Rough, rough. All right, let's take a uh, as Holt Naylor continues to talk in the background. We've got everything happening today. Charlie's done for the day. Chandler. <laughs> I thought that was your laptop. Nope. Oh, okay, hold on. That's not Let me. Let me fix that real quick. Okay. Technology <laughs> has gotten the better of us today. No, because hey, I, heard you say, I heard you say, let's check the feed. So I thought you were playing that on your computer. All so right. that's why I did not... Stan said it started after I go left. Maybe he's not doing his job. Ooh. It all points back to Party Igo. foul. All right. See you at Minji's at 7 o'clock. See you on Pirate Radio Live Thursday at 3 o'clock with Shirley Chandler and all my friends. We'll talk to you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation. 
This is Pirate Radio, WGHB Farmville, 1250 at 92.7 FM Greenville, WDLX Washington, 930 at 104.1 FM Washington.